Hey listeners, and welcome back to another action-packed episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast, episode 5. My name is Jason. And I'm Anthony. And uh, we're here just uh, chilling, just talking about nerd shit like we always do. We're a couple of idiots, and uh, we well, love being idiots. for yourself, pal. Well, hey, man, come on. I mean, you know, one idiot to another. We laugh at the same bullshit, actually, right? Well, that's true. That's true. You, although you, you did like Batman v Superman. I said I didn't super like it. I said there's parts of the movie I like. You didn't super like Batman v Superman? I liked it. I didn't super like it. Because yeah, you have a tumor in your brain that's uh, impeding you from using rational thought. I just drown out the whole Martha bullshit, you know. I drown out, like, most of the movie. <laughs> there's nothing about that movie at all has any like, redeeming well, mu- factor. Music's cool. And um, what else? Uh, oh, the... The tone for the Batman stuff is cool, but uh, I don't enjoy him killing anyone. So, like I said, it, there's a couple things that are like, oh, those are neat, but like, ninety percent of the movie's garbage. Okay, wow. okay, eighty percent of eighty-five percent is garbage. Okay, I'm gonna say what. First off, I didn't like Lex Luthor. Fuck that guy. Yeah, it was terrible. That was stupid. Um, I didn't like how they portrayed Superman. He was too dark, like too. Just, I mean, like, where he brooding. just kind of like broods and like every time. You notice every scene that he had, it was the same music. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. Every single time he came on screen and did something, that music starts playing. Okay, anytime he came on scene and there wasn't anything action-packed going on, he like if he's like having a dialogue scene with his mom or with uh, um, the three that he had with uh, Lois Lane, the same fucking that little tune, yeah, song played. That was, was from comical. the first movie, though. I mean, that was kind of like a all right, you know, this is another movie, but let's like say, hey, we still remember Superman because you know Batman's in the film, and he actually pretty much took the film over. If you really think about it, uh, yeah, I guess because Superman sucks. The thing though I really liked about it though was the fact that it kind of like got really deep cuts with Batman with the whole like uh Robin suit. That's like a big callback to Death of Robin, Jason Todd, Joker. Death in the Family or whatever. Death in the Family, yeah. There's like Death of the Family and Death in the Family. Death I'm of just... the Family sucked. Uh, uh, that was the new 52 one, right? Yeah, with the Joker with the peely off face. He's just monologuing about crazy crap for no reason, and then he doesn't kill anyone and everything's fine. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was that was kind of bad. So, <clears throat> What we're actually here to talk about today is the Dark Knight trilogy. We're going to talk about uh, when Batman movies were good and when Christopher Nolan was still a good director. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's start with um, Batman Begins, Jason. Actually, I just watched that movie last night um, for the first time in years. I bought... When Dark Knight Rises came out on Blu-ray, I bought the triple pack set. Yeah. So it was like this box that. set that opens up and it has all three films in it on Blu-ray. And uh, it had like, um, you know, like a booklet. Like it was like really cool because, you know, it's good for any kind of Batman fan. Um, so I grabbed it up. It was on sale and shit. And I was like, oh, bargain, bargain. So um, I watched it again last night and it still holds up to me. I don't know. When I first saw Batman Begins, I thought. It was a prequel to the 1989 Tim Burton film. That's what I thought, too, especially how it ends with the Joker card. Exactly. I thought, like, okay, this is like a... like A, a it, really it, badass prequel you know, it's, <laughs> to a cheesy fucking set of movies. Yeah, it was just like they showed the whole thing with him, his parents getting killed and shit, and, uh, you know, just the dialogue in that film was amazing. Like, even the first opening shot, you know, with um, pretty much just him like running around and then the him falling in the cave 
Yeah. And then like finders keepers with the whole arrow bullshit. Um, but not everything about that film. I mean, I it just, there was nothing bad about it. I mean, the scarecrow, I mean, Cillian Murphy, I think played scarecrow. Yeah, that was him. Um, not a really big intimidating villain. Um, you know, he had Liam Neeson playing, people like to call it race i don't even know what the proper uh, wording they, of it they is. say both in the animated series i know they'll uh they'll call him race and then a couple times he's been called Roz, and i think it's just whatever actors talking yeah i usually call him Roz, so or sometimes race i fucking don't know um race Roz. i first Roz. heard of him when i saw batman begins and so i'm always going to call him Roz. i i don't think i've ever called him race so that was your first introduction to him yeah that was my first introduction to like uh, well, nah, it wasn't my first introduction to Batman, but it was my first introduction to villains other than uh, Joker, Riddler, Two-Face, and Mr. Freeze, and Poison Ivy. Because I grew up, um, I was born in 93, so I grew up when the Tim Burton slash Joel Schumacher movies were, like, big. Oh, like Batman um, Forever and Batman. Yeah, and then Batman Robin. and Robin, the big toy commercial. So, like, those were the Batman movies that I knew. And if my memory serves, uh, that movie, Batman and Robin, came out when I was, like, five or six. And so, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all I had to go on. And then Batman Begins came out when I think I was, uh, I just turned that 12. That movie came out in 2005? Yeah. I just turned 12 at that point, and that was when I was first exposed to, like, dark Batman and, um, or rather, the a more darker tone of Batman and, of course, Ra's al Ghul and Scarecrow and guys like that. Yeah, it was a very, like, serious film. It was pretty much like, hey, like, less, you know, fantasy, like, like I said before in one of the episodes we did, like it's more like if Batman was real, like if you took a guy in a Batman outfit and put him in this real world, how things would react and how things would just kind of take place. Yeah, like, you know, you a- had like gangsters. You really didn't have like cookie cutter villains like Mr. Freeze or something like that. I mean, you had um, what was the what was the mob boss's name in that movie? Um, uh, Falcone. Yeah. yeah, you had you had him. And then, um, you know, you had uh, Ra's al Ghul. Uh, which was kind of a cool introduction, the whole League of Shadows with Bruce, like uh, training with them, not really knowing what they're their the true League purpose of Assassins was. in the comic, right? Yeah. Did I say League of Shadows? No, that's what it is in the movie. But their League of Assassins in the comic, right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that that scene with him training. Yeah, that was pretty much because the guy uh, who we thought was Ra's al Ghul, the uh, red herring. Yeah, he thought he was him, but then he realized, oh yeah, it was Liam Neeson later in the film. Um, even again, they had like uh, the red herring, a second one, like at the party. Remember Bruce? Oh yeah, that party? but I mean, you knew that wasn't him though. That that was pretty obvious. But the first one was more of a red herring because like you were convinced that oh, um, Liam Neeson's just a guy, and uh, yeah, yeah. Roz is just some dark, sinister dude who sits in a chair and, and intimidates you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he seemed a but little. But isn't uh, Roz Al Ghul in the comics white? Or whatever he's like a white guy, more European looking. He's like, I mean, he's every white. comic rendition I don't know I've seen, origin. he doesn't look Asian or, or, or yeah. I mean, I don't know his origin as far as like his nationality. I mean, he's a white guy, um, but pretty much he's he's really old. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's like six hundred years old or something. Yeah, so the, see, in the in the movie, they didn't really do that because that's really kind of too far fetched in the right. real world. So um, they just made him a regular guy. They never fully explain how old he is in the film, but um, you know, obviously in the cartoons and the comic books, he's got a daughter, Talia Al Ghul, and I don't. She was in Dark Knight Rises, 
That was yeah, Talia. That was Talia, yeah. Um so he does have the daughter, they fit that in. But you know, I think it was just um they just made him a regular guy. Like he was he didn't have no special powers, but he was just Well yeah, they they took the concept of immortality and it was more of a metaphor versus literal like um in Dark Knight Rises, you know, uh, Bruce has that vision and uh, he's like, I told you I was immortal. He's like, no, I killed you. You're dead. And then he's like, there are many forms of immortality. And it was more like his legacy was immortal. Um, but I didn't like that concept being used in the Dark Knight Rises. And we'll get to that later. But uh, no, yeah, the Batman Begins was overall a more realistic take on Batman. And it was um, it was executed incredibly well. Um, the tone was was amazing. Um Christopher Nolan's former cinematographer who directed Transcendence, whose name escapes me. Um, but yeah, he I thought him and Christopher Nolan worked great together. Uh, that guy also filmed, uh, he also was cinematographer for Inception, and that movie looked amazing. Um, the music was great. Gotta, gotta, yeah, you gotta love Hans Zimmer. Um, the, I mean, the acting was fine. Nothing special in the first movie. You know, like everyone just did their job as an actor. Um, no, but Batman Begins to me is a is a perfect. Uh, it's a per, it's al- it's almost a perfect movie. Uh, the only thing that you can nitpick is uh, the microwave machine. It's like oh, it vaporizes water. It's like that would vaporize people because if it's vaporizing water, you know we're made out of water, seventy five percent of water. Yeah, so, like, people thought... would explode. Everything moist would explode. But I, I this was like I guess targeting more the the compound. Maybe maybe that's a thing. Oh, we can tune it to. Um, to uh target the the fear gas yeah that was the only thing in the movie that i didn't like because i thought that well once once i saw the movie millions and millions of times and actually started nitpicking it like yeah that 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 is a bit of a plot hole but it's whatever it doesn't ruin the movie in any way i do like um uh, gary oldman's commissioner gordon yeah i really did like him and uh, the only thing also... He doesn't look like someone who sleeps in the janitor's closet. No, Did no, no, you no, notice no, in the he old actually, movies he was silly, like in the 89 to, like, sh- to the Schumacher Yeah, days, he was like, kind of He was really very stupid. silly. And, like, I remember this one scene, I think it's in Batman uh, Forever, where, like, uh, Gordon, like, looks like he just got out of bed. <laughs> he has, like, a ba- like a robe on and, like, a little hat. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Oh, my God. I... I think uh, I remember that. Those scene, movies were so but... silly, but they were they were great. They you I can't bash the old movies because they're they're a different type of movie. They're not like, you know, it wasn't someone trying to make a dark film and then it ended up being like schlock. Like those are just fun silly. Those movies. are more fantasy films yeah. too. But these yeah, these are more grounded in reality, which is uh, you know, which why I understand they didn't feature the Christopher Nolan Batman in the new cinematic DC universe. Did you ever what I mean, when's the last time you watched Batman Begins? Oh, I don't know. Like a few months ago, every like few months, every like well, more like every like six months, I just I watch. You have the a trilogy. big like Dark Knight party. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not a party. I wish, but no. Like I, I just have like a little like I'll watch like the three movies throughout the week. Yeah, I should just have a party and people come over dressed like in capes and cowls and all yeah. Joker makeup. But, like, like please wear your cheapest Batman you could find. Like get get like a really shitty plastic one from like party city and like a stupid and everyone has to talk like this the entire time everyone has to develop throat cancer yeah that'd be hilarious but i had noticed watching it last night that the action scenes are shitty like the edit cuts are really bad like when stuff's happening like it's like cut 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 it's not it's not one fluid motion like you don't see what's really happening it just cuts 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 and it's very jumbled and hard to kind of focus on did you ever catch that 
Uh, so you're saying it's more shaky cam. Uh, exactly. Like there's type. like there's a scene where uh, remember at the docks when he first makes his appearance. Uh huh. He goes, "Where are you?" Right here. Um, oh, and that scene where he's like taking on those like six or seven. If you dudes. see that scene, you I don't know if they were doing that purposely, so you can't really see him. But the whole thing was you watch the entire scene. It's horribly edited. It's horrible. And plus the fact that they do it again when he's fighting the league later in the movie. I don't know what was going on. I mean, that was the only film out of the three that kind of did that. The other two didn't have that. So maybe he kind of caught it. Well, I think that scene was supposed to be kind of like, honestly, that kind of is like, reminds me of like a horror scene because, um, you know, the music's like, yeah, yeah. these jump scares. And and it's like, where are you here? It's like, ah, it's like, holy shit. There's like all these jumps and cuts. And like, I thought they were trying to make him seem more kind of like a, uh, like a horror villain, like a like a ghost. He was supposed to seem supernatural in that scene because the rest of the movie, he, it's not like that at all. Um, but I, I think, heard he can fly. Yeah, I think that scene was more um, edited to make it look like he was he was supernatural and it was like scary. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, at, you know, at the end of the scene, he was just like, "I'm Batman." You're, it's more just kind of like, okay, he's Batman. He's not Man Bat or you know yeah, a, yeah. a ghost or nothing. He's he's the he's the Batman. And so, because like I said, the rest of the movie is not like that. Um, I always thought he fought really weird in that suit, but I guess that's why they gave him. This is a really big, bulky movie. suit. Yeah, and he couldn't turn his head. Yeah, that's what he complained about. Yeah, but the the new suit kind of looked a little bit more sleek, but more skinnier. Like he had less armor on himself, and um, what was it? They said they got their uh, inspiration from like motorcycle gear. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think the gear that he had originally was meant for uh, military use, but they yeah. didn't fund it because it was too expensive. He's like, I want to use it. Use it for what? Spelunking. <laughs> Expect to run into much gunfire in these caves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what was really badass? Uh, I love watching this scene. Is the scene where he shoots the poison gas at Crane, Scarecrow, and then he's Jeez, freaking out. Medicine doctor. And his face, like in that whole scene, is all he, dark he looks and like horrific. A fucking demon. Yeah, that was. I remember seeing that in the theater. I was like, that's fucking creepy. Like his Batman. fucking his blood's just pouring out of his mouth and black goo is dead. like i just thought it was so awesome looking like if he looked like that in the entire film with that voice that would be so fucking, fucking scary like a, a batman horror movie well you know like getting back to scarecrow i thought scarecrow was executed well like the scenes where he was gassing people kind of like it it didn't scare me but i was like ooh, that's creepy that's freaky like when he gasses uh falcone in the in the in the cell and he's just like Falcone's screaming and the and you know they're using all these special effects. I'm like, ah, oh, that's fucking creepy. Holy yeah. shit! I really liked that. Um, I don't really like how they turn him into a joke the rest of the series because Scarecrow to me is a rather he he can be a scary villain when he's written well and executed well. Um, and I mean, then oh, what's that game? Uh, Batman Arkham Knight. He's like the main villain. Yeah, and I I thought he was great. I didn't think he was cheesy or in fucking in uh, Arkham Asylum where you're like you're running through obstacle courses. That was fucking creepy. No, yeah, it was. But I, I didn't like how it's like he gets tased in the face and then he kind of... I mean, that was funny in the movie, but then like they keep showing him in Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. When he was on the horse? It's like a joke. Oh, yeah, a- yeah. When he gets tased and he's on that horse, like that that was that was funny. That was a funny scene, but they kind of turned him into a joke the rest of the uh, franchise, and that kind of made me sad. I was like, aw. Yeah, you're right. talking about those, um, those fear gas scenes. I do remember the one we first... Uh, shot the fear gas at Batman and then you see these scenes where like bats are flying out of his mouth. Yeah. And then he does it to Rachel and his face is full of maggots and 
and stuff. Yeah, those so. scenes were fucking great. I thought that they, was they so looked creepy. badass. I was like, would you like to see my mask? I hope they bring that character. Obviously, they won't bring back that actor, but I hope they bring that character back in the new DC universe. And if they do, it'll probably suck. But I mean, I hope they do because he's. A, I think he's a cool villain, and I'm. I'm really. Fatigued. He's got a lot of potential. I have, to him, I have yeah. Joker fatigue. I'm over it. It's like, yeah, yeah, Joker's cool. All right, let's. Well, they just use Joker so much. It's like he's like fucking dope as shit. But the thing is, is that they have a whole list of other villains that they can go through. Why just Joker? Like, why don't you go? Because even, he sells. And because why don't you go to some of the underground ones? Why don't you do like Black Mask? You know, I mean, that's a badass villain. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, Joker sells well because of um Heath Ledger, and we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much why. Um, what did you think of um? What was it, Kate? Uh, Katie Holmes as, as Rachel in the first. Yeah, movie? just in that first film. I thought she was fine. Uh. I thought she was a little prettier than Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal looks like an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I didn't. I honestly, when I saw Dark Knight, I didn't even notice that they uh, switched actresses. I'm just like, oh, some a brown-haired white lady. Because I, I, I didn't know who Katie Holmes was. I know she was like big for a while. I never really knew who she was. I've only the movie. Honestly, I've only seen her in Batman Begins. I haven't seen any other movies with her. She, she was in a weird, a uh, couple of. Excuse me. She was in a weird. Um, not underground films, but like you know those movies like um, during like the early '90s or mid '90s or even 2000s, those teen horror films. Like you know, you had Scream, and then you had like you know, um, gosh, The Faculty. You remember that movie? Nope. I okay. remember Scream, but I don't remember. The uh, there was a movie that she was in called Disturbing Behavior. It was about a town of kids that kind of get mind uh, warped, and they are like made to like follow rules more clearly than they usually do because they were like outcasts and like you know just juveniles yeah um but um she, she's been in a couple of films and then obviously she was like married to tom cruise for a while so that was a fucking I love roller coaster jumping of a fucking up and down relationship and fucking oprah's yeah yeah chair. <laughs> i love this one so much i love her love her love her <laughs> fucking nuts uh i liked the whole tumbler yeah the the batmobile the tumbler was fucking wonderful that was it was it's a tank yeah yeah exactly He's around a black Tank, <laughs> yeah, that was when he was going on top of the rooftops. Yeah, and they were trying to catch. And what anything. I liked about that scene was it kind of it paid homage to me. It paid homage to like cheesier Batman. We're like the Batman is flying or driving on rooftops, and then like oh my god, like what you said. It's like, um, can he really fly? I hear he can disappear. I'm like that's great. <laughs> They're paying homage to the old cheesy movies and the cartoon. Yeah, because uh, cool. the 1989 Batman film, when I heard that line, reminded me of a. Uh, line in the film where one guy goes i heard he can't be killed i heard he drinks blood yeah. yeah it's cool making batman seem like a myth still because they don't really do that anymore i mean i guess they're trying to do it in the new movies but i don't take those movies seriously because they're such garbage yeah damn you fucking hate on those films so much, i'm sorry man. and i i look man i they're not good fucking movies the they're the just dark different Knight movies no, no, no. It's not that they're different. It's that, like, the, the fucking... The Dark Knight movies have some... They had heart. They were written well. And the people who were working on them cared. Yes. In the end, the producers still wanted to make money. And there was obviously a lot of issues with The Dark Knight Rises, which might have been because of producer interference. Um, but these movies, the new DC movies, are just... Are, they're fucking cash cow movies. That's it. They don't fucking care about them. They don't care about what the fans think. All they care about is making money. And it's fucking hollow, shallow crap 
with bad CGI and stupid music. And it's like, you like this, right? You like to watch the action movies. You like the Batmans. Here's a Batman movie. He's fucking blowing we up cars. We got your Batmans. We got your Supermans. We got your Boy we Wonders We got your and Batmans, your Supermans. We got your Jokers. We got your Will Smiths, the Dead Shots. We got your Holly Quinns. The kids are going to love it. We're going to make billions. What is it? Uh, they projected uh, Batman v Superman before it came out to make a billion dollars. Like, why? Well, because when you heard about it, you're like, holy shit, Batman and Superman in the same film? Like, and they're going to fight? I mean, I thought it was ridiculous. It seems like that movie came out the same year as Civil War did. And that was another kind of same thing, like you know. That, yeah, those movies felt very similar with a villain that wanted to just see them tear each other apart. Except Zemo had way better motivation than Lex Luthor. Lex oh, Luthor God, was yeah. more like the Joker mixed with like the Riddler, because he looked like uh, he looked like Jim Carrey's Riddler, with the hair and everything <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, it was it was really stupid. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I don't hate on those films like the newer ones. I I, I find enjoyment. In, there's there's parts where it, like it hits me right in the you know, in the heart because yeah. I'm like, you know, this is, this is exactly how it was like, you know, all right. Say for example, Gotham, right. You ever watch Gotham? Yeah. I, I don't like it. I don't like it either. I watched so we agree one. on something because yeah. that show is horseshit. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I heard Jerome now is just the Joker. Yeah. Right? They actually, the and everything. what they did was, is, I mean, they're fucking like, or so let's say for example, what you know is Batman, what you uh-huh. know is his villains, right? Like how old he is, blah, 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 blah. They're making it really different. It's, it's very just, I don't know, like the Riddler and the Penguin were gay for each other for a while. No, seriously, they were like a couple. And th- that shit makes me go, are you fucking kidding me? That's probably pandering. Exactly. That's no, just pandering they just have to, to the be LGBT. like, hey, let's get to the LBG, uh, GT crew. And uh, Honestly, the actor who plays Penguin, I thought he was gay. Maybe uh, maybe he is. I no, he's gay actually in real life. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, perfect. That It makes sense because when I first saw him, I was like, is he gay? Yeah, Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's like, is, is he gay? Because he seems very gay. The guy oh. that got the plane. That um, would have been cool if they just didn't address it and they just like, if they maybe they hint at Penguin being gay, but they don't outright say it to kind of just make it more mysterious. But I think the guy that plays a Riddler though is good. I mean, because he no, he's acts good. Like the he Riddler. like I okay. I've only watched season one, and I like the Edward Nigma guy. I think he does an excellent job. Yeah, um, I've seen a few renditions of Riddler. Obviously, the the most fam- the one that I like the most is actually from the Dark or the Batman Arkham games. I like oh, that God, one the, yeah. the most, uh, mostly because of the voice. But no, the guy from the show, I, I think he's excellent. Um, he's actually starting to wear the outfit. He's starting to wear the derby hat, like a green derby hat mm-hmm. now. So he's slightly like growing into the actual persona. I haven't watched the third or fourth season, or I don't know if they're on the fourth one. I think they are. But um, I kind of stopped midway through the second season because, you know, I was like, this is just. I get it. You know, you guys are trying to make money, though, because using the whole Batman thing. It's like, you know, they're doing that. Why don't they just cut the bullshit and make Batman TV show? They can't. That's the thing. Well, they have a Flash TV show. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't understand how they do that shit. So basically, you know, you have the Flash show, then you have Arrow, all the WB bullshit, like, you know. The cancer, yeah. Supergirl. And uh, when it comes to it, because it's weird, because for a lot of people, they know – uh, Grant Gustin as the Flash, and then we're like, okay, we're gonna make a movie with the Flash in it, but Ezra Miller's gonna play him, so it's a completely different actor because we're trying to separate our DC universe from our cinematic uh, TV universe. And I mean, I get it because a lot of uh, if you think about it, a lot of uh, TV shows don't really make it onto the big screen. Some do, like they'll get translated well, but I mean, if you really think about it, it just feels more like a WB show. It feels more like something like, you know, you would watch 
right after fucking um, Supernatural know, season or something 20. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I have no problem with like recasting and stuff. But as far as Batman, I just don't think he can pull it off because it's like, yeah, we're going to get another Batman. Right now, we already have Ben Affleck as Batman. So, okay, we have we, we have him. And everyone pretty much says this is the best Batman. I don't think he is, but I think he, the dark persona of him kind of almost I goes with Christian Bale's a little bit. I liked Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne a lot. I obviously liked the way his Batman looked and his methods, but I obviously the voice is you know like it's like everyone makes fun of it and it is stupid like he's gargling I, on nails yeah or something. i do like um i do like uh ben affleck's voice changer thing like i thought it was silly at first yeah. but i was like you know that's actually pretty neat because he's not pu- he's not trying to put on a dumb voice it's just a machine and it works that's fine. Yeah, if you take um, like Val Kilmer and George Clooney, I think it was just a George Clooney voice. was just George Clooney in a bat like, suit. Hi, Freeze, I'm Batman. It was just like because it was corny. the Batman credit card. <laughs> it was corny. It was supposed that. to pay homage to the '60s TV show, so you feel like you're watching an updated version of it, you know. Um, yeah. But I think, uh, I mean, he's got the build. He's fucking buff as shit. Well, yeah, Ben Affleck's in great shape, and uh, obviously Henry Cavill has got Henry Cavill looks. Like the perfect Superman, he's fucking. But ripped. the acting is not. He's there. good looking. Oh, it's just because he's got a bad director. You know, I've I've always said that I think that most actors are only as good as their director. And I'll give you an example. So, have you seen the movie The Happening? Uh, with Mark Wahlberg. With Mark Wahlberg. What? No. Yeah, he's terrible in that movie. He's awful. But then you watch him in something like The Departed. He was kind of okay in The Fighter. He was a little boring in The Fighter. Um, you, you watch him in like the Ted movies, like you just watch him in movies that aren't that and his acting's decent. Or in, in this case, in the, in the case of, uh, Boogie Nights, which is an old PT Anderson movie. He's great in that. Oh, he was good in that one. And, and yeah, and in Departed, he's fucking wonderful. He's great. And so I think not to talk about whether he's a good actor or not, but like, it's like watching that movie, watching the happening. I'm like, he, he is terrible in this. And like a lot of these people are like really bad. The movie was horrible. It was boring. Yeah. It's, the concept it's, it's was boring stupid. and yeah. the acting's terrible and it's silly. And, um, yeah. And so I like with that in mind, I think that Henry Cavill, if he was actually directed better, I yeah. think that he would be pretty decent. Um, but you know, the, the DC universe is doing this whole, like or they were trying at the time to make it dark and they were trying to follow Christopher Nolan's, you know, tone of the dark Knight. except they were, it was too much. Mm. It was it was like a dark tone with really silly shit going on, and it was too broody to the point where Superman didn't have any character. He was just he was just a guy, a super person with no character, and he was just a shell. Um, but getting getting back to the Dark Knight movies real quick is that like these movies, like I said, they have heart. They have a good cast of actors who are, are can actually act. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked. Um, God, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Alfred. Michael oh Kane. yeah, Michael 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 Caine is he's kind of the same guy in like every single movie. He, he talks the same with his original Cockney accent and blah blah blah. But like, yeah, no, he was good. It's like he took what he can do. He took his Michael Caine thing with a little bit of a Batman uh, with Alfred twist, and he went with it. Sam Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's just Morgan Freeman in the movie. But it's like you, you took actors in in the case of Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine. You took two actors who are good at what they do and how they sound. And you let him do it. It would be it would be weird if they tried to make like, for instance, like Morgan Freeman. If they tried to make him like Alfred with a British accent, I, I yeah. don't care if Alfred's black, but it's like if he was, if they took Morgan Freeman and made him British, 
it would probably sound bad because it's like that's not Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's not known for being like, "Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman, and I talk very luscious." It would have just you know he's known for his American you know sultry yeah. beautiful voice and he plays a good Lucius Fox though. I mean, he, I just because I don't really know the character, but yeah, no, the Lucius Fox in the comic books he kind of matches it. If you think of like Lucius Fox, you look at Morgan Freeman, you're like, that's a perfect fit, yeah. you know? Um, and, uh, the whole scene at the end of the actually Batman begins with the whole train scene at the end and, uh, him confronting Roz al Ghul and, uh, yeah, that was a fun action scene. Like I said, you know, the movie gets a little cheesy. It does, but it doesn't not cheesy to the point where like, wow, I just watched a dark, uh, a dark fucking Batman origin story, and now I'm watching Schlock. I don't think it gets schlocky. Some some people might disagree with me, but I think that for the most part, the tone is pretty consistent. Yeah, I mean, um, good tone. You definitely got that right, man. I mean, it's a good tone, and uh, like you said, I can watch Batman Begins and the entire trilogy like once a year. I mean, it's one of those films that it really hits me, like because you know I've been a Batman fan since I was like six, and uh, I've seen all the films and when I saw that I was like this is really intensely like real because you know it kind of pushes you back to like Batman year one which is a comic book uh, uh, one shot series that was I like, own it sh- I still need to read it yeah that's basically that's if the you Frank read Miller that one, right? that's like Batman Begins yeah, that's Have Frank him. Miller right yeah I think so it's Frank Miller it's uh he uh pretty much uh discovers the persona of like how he wants to be portrayed as like you know fear in the hearts of men and shit and then he decides i'm gonna dress like a bat and then um you know he figures out how to use the gadgets and he was still like sloppy at the very beginning like he didn't know what the hell he was doing like he was just running off rooftops and that's another thing i liked about this movie is that like he starts out wearing armor and like a ski mask and then he's like, you know, uh, he talks to Gordon in that one scene where he puts a staple or behind his head and makes it seem like a gun. And then he like tries to jump off that roof. Yeah. And then he like fucking falls and hurts himself. And then he goes into Lucius's thing the next day. He's like, hey, uh, do you have any lightweight fabrics? And it's just like he's finding his his persona. He's finding his costume. He's you know, he's like it was cool to watch him go around not in the full Batman suit yet. He was still kind of like in a prototype. And that's what I think Man of Steel needed. Well, he had the suit that was given to him on the spaceship. So, I mean, if you said, like, well, he that put was... a hand-me-down suit of him, I don't know. because What it's... it should have been – okay, that was really stupid. I remember when I saw Man of Steel in theaters, uh, people laughed when that scene – When like the when suit, they showed the suit? When they showed the suit because it's just like, what? This makes no sense. Like, how, how did his dad's subconscious generate a suit in a ship that's been under – water underground for like 12,000 years if you or really 20, think like years. that yeah. with the cape what it should have been is when um Jor-El um Jor-El Mormont <laughs> when when Jor-El Mormont um put him in that ship to send him to earth yeah it should have been like I'm gonna give him our family suit I'm gonna give him our weird the jumpsuits they wear in Krypton with the s and I'm gonna give this to him so he like wears those kind of like those battle armor. Suits. Yeah, he well, no, not the battle armor, the the weird Under Armour stuff that he wore. The, like the yeah, it know? was like a skin tight. Yeah, the skin suit. tight. You know, it should have just been like I'm gonna give him this skin tight suit to wear with pride. That was another thing. He shouldn't have sent him to Earth thinking he'd be a super god. It should have just been more like we sent him away because the planet was blowing up. We didn't know what would happen, but we expected he'd land on a planet, 
or like we're sending him to this planet called Earth because the the um the levels of, of the uh, oxygen and everything seem healthy, so it seems like he'll be fine. Okay, we're gonna send him there. It shouldn't have been like I'm gonna send him to an, a planet where he will be a space god and he will have a a super suit waiting for him in a ship that hasn't been touched by anyone in twenty thousand years. It should have been. He talks to his dad, right, and with the with a little fucking machine, and then it's like go like it should have been like go to your uh go to your ship or like you know um there's a wear our suit with proud with with pride yeah just said, and like, then he goes backup suits on yeah. the ship and then it's it, it should no like it should have just been like i said just like we're gonna give this is like a family heirloom you know so he'll wear it with pride and this and that and then maybe it should have been superman's idea to be like you know what i'm gonna start saving people and i'm gonna wear this i'm gonna wear this as like a as a like a like a costume you know, mm-hmm. as like a symbol, symbol of hope, you know, and then like maybe you see him at first, he's saving people in the suit and the suit's just black or whatever, whatever uh, average color scheme it was on Krypton. And he's saving people in this black suit. And then over time, he's like, I want to give it more vibrance. I want to make I want to give this more. Uh, I want to make it seem less dark and, you know, more make it. So seem he more adds colorful. like the red to it. And then he adds the red to it. And then he's like, I'm going to add a cape. It should have just been like, we're going to watch him uh, modify his suit into what is the modern, the new modern Superman suit. Yeah, I mean, Other than just like, hey, here's a suit waiting on a ship. Here you go. Here's your suit. Yeah. You look at like, say, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the Spider-Man films, like how at the very beginning, you know, Peter Parker made like a, a suit out of like fucking hoodies and shit. Yeah. Right. You know, um, that kind of harkens to like DIY. Like, you know, yeah. I don't really have a professional suit yet. So let me kind of just work with it. And then after time, I can start kind of getting ideas. And that was another thing. Like, the, uh, the new Spider-Man movie did it great because it's like, yeah, he's a fucking kid who doesn't, you know, he, yeah, he's really smart and he knows how to fuck around with mechanics and stuff, but he doesn't know how to sew. He's not a costumer. He doesn't know how to make the super great suit. That's why I thought it was great that his suit was just like a hoodie with a t-shirt and a badly drawn spider. And then, like, Iron Man, who actually has billions of fucking dollars and all these gadgets, like, hey, I'm going to upgrade your suit. That was fucking perfect. And it, and it made sense in, in the Dark Knight movies that he had such a powerful suit, upgraded suit, because it's like, yeah, he's a millionaire and he has access to unlimited Yeah, he had to ship. order, like, how many, like, five shipments of the mask? Oh, he ordered uh, 12,000 shipments of the mask. Because he didn't mask. want to make it conspicuous yeah. that, you know, I'm getting this one mask, but hey, I'm this actual guy running through the streets of Gotham at yeah. night beating the shit out of fucking thugs, and you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, the DIY suit, for Batman, because I like I said when I was watching the movie last night, I realized like you know it was really cool because he took the the suit that you know he got from uh, Applied Sciences, and um, he was that the name on the R and D or something like that, right? Uh, no, it was Applied Sciences, and then the second movie was R and D. So like how he so, took the I don't suit, fucking know what the like he took called. the suit home, and then he uh, you know spray painted it black. And uh, he started kind of making, you know, the the cape with uh, um, fabric shit and uh, with electrical stuff that he was showing him like this is lightweight material or something. And like, oh, yeah, if you run a current through it. And then how uh, when he was making, I thought it was so badass and he was actually making the bat signals with like as like the stars, the 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 fucking. Yeah. Yeah. The batterings. Yeah. Why bats, Master Bruce? Bats frighten me, Alfred. It's time my enemies share my dread. Yeah, that was a really sick ass line. So I mean, I just like it's that. perfect. He throws it, and then you see the bat symbol, and then the next scene is him as Batman, and it was yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that was a perfect scene. Yeah, perfect. And it was a perfect transition. So at least at the end, 
with him meeting on uh, the rooftop with the whole bat sim- uh, bat signal and all that shit. That was like, all right, now shit's starting to fucking get yeah, like, ah, He's becoming Batman. Gotham City's starting to like him. Gordon made the bat signal. It's like, ah, the So, yeah, universe. I mean, when I when it, he was talking about the Joker at the end and he flipped the, the bag, the evidence thing, and showed the card, he's like, here's another guy, blah, 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 blah. He's known to have theatrics. Theatrics just like oh, what you. What is this like? Arm robbery, double homicide, taste for the theatrical yeah. like you. Leaves a calling card. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that was great. So then yeah, that introduced know, it's, it's, us into uh, yeah. The it's funny movie. because it's it's what you said earlier. I thought the movie was a prequel, and I said to myself, okay, maybe they weren't sure if the movie was gonna flop or not, and so they said, I'll tell you, we'll tell you what. My theory is probably incorrect, but like at the time, I thought to myself, "Oh, okay, maybe they they made it as a one-off or a prequel just in case the movie flopped, and that's why it leads into the Joker because they probably it's like, oh, if this movie doesn't make money, then we're not gonna be able to make a second one. So how about we just kind of indirectly make a prequel? So you're saying that they the didn't have an idea Joker. that they were gonna make a trilogy. They just said, let's try this first movie out as a tester. That's what I thought. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't sure at the time. Someone uh someone told me that like, oh yeah, they already had a sequel set up. It was that's why they did the Joker because they were already gonna make a sequel i just thought like i said it was a prequel yeah but yeah i guess we'll segue over to the dark knight yeah which, which was is like a whole other <laughs> animal holy shit so uh dark knight um i first saw that movie uh, it fucking sucks that movie was garbage <laughs> no i actually saw Bring that. back jack nicholson damn it <laughs> i saw that movie uh midnight screening um packed theater and uh, I remember they were taking pre-sale tickets, and this was after the fact that Heath Ledger passed away. Yeah, Heath Ledger died like six months before the movie came out, six, seven months. Yeah, I remember it was crazy, too, because he was doing interviews for it. Like, yeah. He was doing other movies. Yeah, the trailer hadn't even hit yet. And they were like, ooh, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight. And he's like, what can you tell us? He's like, you'll find out. You'll see. And I was like, ah! Yeah, he said, I'm so excited about this role. It's one of the, my favorite roles I've ever done. And a lot of people, I mean, were you one of the guys that was kind of like, Heath Ledger is the fucking Joker? Well, I, mean, I at the time, you know, I wasn't much of a movie buff like I am now. So at the time, I only knew him for like The Patriot, A Knight's Tale, and Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. And when I was a kid, you know, homosexuality wasn't as accepted as it you is ever now. Seen Monsters Ball? Uh, no, but I know it. Is that okay. the Macaulay Culkin, Seth Green movie? No, that's a movie that was with um, uh, Halle Berry. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Party. Well, he Monster. was a cop, but then his dad uh, was. Uh, I was gonna say Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, it's uh, what's his what's his name? Billy what's Bob that? Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, and uh, where he played the son of Billy Bob Thornton, but he was a cop, and then he was Heath Ledger in that movie. Yeah, he was oh, the son. Yeah, I've 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 only seen yeah yeah I've was, only seen one scene from that movie. It's and not I think, like a, I think you can guess what scene I'm talking about. Yeah, I know the one that's been like, that amazing about. scene, the best um, scene ever shot. He that's not a movie that he's really known for. He was kind of like a side yeah cast character. But um, anyways, back to yeah. Well, the first thing I ever saw him in uh, was Patriot, and I used to love that movie when I was. The movie's still to, fucking yeah, good. It's, it's a great movie. Um, it has its flaws historically, obviously, but I think if you just take the historical crap out of it, it's I think it's a pretty fun. It's a fun movie. Um, but when I heard about it, I was just like, oh, you mean the guy who played that gay guy in that movie? Oh, that's weird. And I, you know, like I honestly, I when I was younger, I never cared about homosexuality either way. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, when I became a teenager, I was, I was like, yeah, you know, like let them do what they want. It's you know, gays, are, gays are not bad people. But I, when I was younger, I was just kind of like, oh, gays or whatever, I don't really give a shit. But I was just like, um, I'm like, oh, like th- that guy who was in that gay movie, that's weird. That's all I thought. Uh, people 
I guess more your generation were just kind of like, Heath Ledger, what? I mean, the fucking pretty boy that fucking always plays a romantic lead? And, well, the first film that's I fucking ever, weird. Yeah, the first film I ever saw him in was a movie called 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, yeah, it's a fucking rom-com, isn't it? Yeah, it was a teenage rom-com, and it was uh, pretty much like he played the bad boy. Um, Julia Stiles. Um, Julia was, Stiles. Yeah, Julia Stiles. Remember who? Yeah, Remember her? yeah. Yeah, he was the love interest for her. She was such a hard ass, and he tried to like kind of like get her to like him. But mm-hmm. that was the first time I ever heard of Heath Ledger. And then, um, you know, then obviously, like you know, you had Monsters Ball, and you had Brokeback Mountain, and uh, yeah. So I mean, I was really surprised because I'm like, you know, who's casting these people? But then, all our fucking gripes and all our bitchiness was thrown back in our faces when we saw that fucking film because. I gotta tell you, man. What is it? Well, they released the uh, they released like the posters, and people were like, "Whoa!" And then like the trailers came. Yeah, out. It was I, like, I mean, Whoa. I, gotta, I gotta say it was like perfect because that guy literally worked his ass off to try to come up with that character. I, I mean, I don't. I remember reading articles about him, like staying in a hotel room for like a few months. Yeah, like, he like that's that is true. He he locked himself not locked himself, but he. He, he left his home wherever he was living, and he's like, I'm going to go prepare myself in a hotel. And he predominantly spent time by himself. He didn't – I don't think he went full method. I haven't read any inter- – seen any interviews or anything where it's like he went full method, and he didn't talk to anyone for three months, and he's a creeper. It's like nothing like that. He didn't fucking Jared Leto people by sending them condoms and dead animals or whatever the fuck he did. <laughs> he didn't do anything like that, but he spent time in his apartment, and he, you know – or his hotel, and he just he, he there was a know, hotel. He got his role. He got prepared for his role, and it was perfect. And um, yeah, apparently uh, he had a book of jokes of what he thought his Joker would find funny. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I haven't. I've only heard that from a couple people, and I read like one article, but I don't know how true that is. Um, but no, Heath Ledger. Not to fucking you know suck him off and stroke his dick here, but yeah, he he did an excellent job, and he worked really hard, and he prepared a lot for that role and it obviously shows in the movie you know where the tongue thing comes from you know actually i was gonna bring that because i think there was like prosthetics around his lip so something would happen they would keep getting they would keep getting loose and he would lick them to try to stick them back to his face but it worked over time he's like i'm gonna make this a bit i'm gonna do this i'm gonna make this part of my shtick because apparently um i've talked to um psychologists about this that like licking the lips is a um doing weird mouth ticks like that is is a side effect of people who are on like antipsychotics mm-hmm. or people who are off them and who need them and who are having weird withdrawals. It's yeah. Like, it's like a, yeah, it's like a medical thing and it's like, Oh, that's fucking creepy. That's what I thought he was doing. I thought he just did a bunch of research, but it's like, no, it was a, it was a, like he was licking his prosthetics back and then it just became a bit, it became yeah. one of his things. And yeah, no, that was perfect. Um, because of the whole fact that, I mean, I, when I saw it, I thought like, okay, he's got these really horribly, like these these big scars on his mouth and he's fucking just like got something like he's a twisted little nature of him licking his lips but uh when i saw him when he first came on the scene he's aha oh he and i thought my jokes are bad that um even the beginning scene at the bank that was a perfect opening scene like he just kind of hit you out of nowhere like the opening shot is like it pans into like this building and i think in uh when you see it in imax or back then they used a lot of the city scenes, like the big shots. I don't know if it was like Detroit or something that they shot the film in. Uh, it, to my knowledge, it was predominantly L.A. Chicago or something. Yeah. Um, they just zoom on this building. And all of a sudden, the window breaks, 
and then you just see these guys with these clown masks and they're just like you know trying to get to the the bank across yeah, that's the that's one street. of the best opening scenes in cinematic history yeah i think that scene sets the tone for pretty much the entire movie uh, yeah i mean it's just like it's it just hits you out of nowhere and that opening there's no batman that music it. too is great yeah it's like kind of like heist music and you know obviously you we've heard about the yeah that noise you know and like it's a it's like an electric violin slowed down and it's all creepy and um yeah i mean okay like everyone hypes heath ledger so i don't want to get too much into ledger we all know it was great we i don't think we need to beat that we can say so many good things about him oh i just made a joke without realizing it (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to beat that dead horse too much i know i'm just like did you catch that i'm an asshole um no but i think i think the movie it's it's also better than batman begins until we get to the end which we'll, we'll get to that in a bit okay but um i think it looks better mostly because it's shot it's half shot on IMAX. I don't know why he did that. He should have just shot the whole movie in IMAX because you notice the opening scene is shot in IMAX and then the next scene, the black bars on top. Yeah. It's, it's shot in whatever uh, aspect ratio. You'll notice it when you have and the that changes film. a lot. The aspect ratio in the dark Knight and dark Knight rises is constantly changing. And like, it's kind of jarring. It's, it, it's not that distracting, but one minute you're watching like a scene in HD, especially when you have it on Blu-ray, you're watching a scene in HD. And then the next scene, it's like, ah, look great. Yeah, <laughs> like there's great in the film and it's like ah but whatever that that doesn't ruin the movie for me um there's a couple things that don't make sense in the movie um the first thing is the do you remember when he cuts that brick out of the wall and he's like i'm looking for fingerprints yeah he was looking because of a bullet or something right and it's like you know because the joker most likely loaded the clip in with his bare hands which means his fingerprints would be on it really quickly though that was I know that was kind of well, you're ready to get into the scene, but the thing was that actually kind of brought the whole detective part out of Batman because yeah. that's another thing he's really widely yeah, he's known a for. So that was kind of you didn't really show that that much in the first film, and then he's like investigating this thing. So, anyways, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, no, no, that's a good point. Um, I should have brought that up sooner, but yes, he is doing this detective thing, which is cool, and I dig that. However, why was he trying to recreate that shot? Do you remember that scene where he's underground and he has like four or five bricks set up? And the machine and this gun, this automatic gun shoots those bricks. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I remember that. What scene. was the point of that? I don't know if he was trying to figure out the angle of the shot or um, the exact bullet. Because I think w- the bullet was not was it not in the brick originally? No, it was. But to my knowledge, the bullet was in the brick, which is why he cut the brick out yeah. in that crime scene. Right. And so I was like, it would have just made sense if he grabbed the brick and then it goes straight to, all right, we're going to run it through a machine that's going to reconstruct the bullet and all the fragments. You're just in a bad mood so it's much. Gonna have, and then it's going to have a thumbprint, and then we're going to catch the Joker, and his name's going to end up being like Jack Nicholson or Jerome <laughs> or Heath Lodger or some shit. But like, that's what I thought was going to happen um, when I first saw the movie. That they were going to figure out who he was? Well, no, they were going to... F- they were just going to go straight to, I'm going to use a machine to reconstruct the bullet fragments in this brick, and then, bam, we're going to get the thumbprint. And then it's going to cut to the next scene, that that uh, the funeral scene, where the uh, Commissioner Loeb's funeral. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, the, the, the other bricks I didn't quite understand. Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, whoever's listening to this, uh, if you actually know what that scene was all about and why he used multiple bricks, please leave it in the comments. Or email us at or- thegeekmoshpit at gmail.com. Yee, you can do that too. 
I forgot we had an email. Yeah, we do. We set it all <laughs> up, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember things. Like, all I do is record and, and ramble, and then I forget everything. <laughs> I also edit, too. But that's not the point. Um, yeah, so uh, that that was one thing that kind of bothered me. But it, it doesn't ruin the movie. It just doesn't really make sense. But the second thing, and maybe to some people this ruins the movie for them. It doesn't for me, but it bugs the shit out of me. The scene where it's like, oh, so Harvey Dent just died, right? Uh, and uh, it's like, the Joker cannot win. The people can't know that Harvey kidnapped your family yeah, yeah. and blah 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 and so make me the villain i can do those things and yeah. i was like why don't you just blame everything on the joker he's been killing everyone the entire movie who's gonna believe him when he's like oh no it's not true i actually uh made harvey dent into two-face well like no one's gonna believe him just say that it was all him yeah i mean i don't know that, I, I, that I, didn't I, make sense to me and i get it they were like "Ooh, wouldn't it be cool if like batman was a villain but if that was the case then they should have showed him uh there should have been like maybe maybe okay maybe when um, uh, Gordon called it in, yeah, right at at the very end of the movie when um, when uh, he's like, um, meet me at fifty fifty second street or whatever where my family died and it's like you brought police and he's like all they know is that there's a situation they don't know who or what or why there should have like the uh, like a news station or something should have been there and camera should have been rolling when you see batman throw harvey dent off of the uh, he doesn't throw him off he pushes him off but when he pushes him off the thing that would have made more sense it's like oh my god this just in batman throws harvey dent off of a building that would have made more sense because it's just like oh yeah that's that's gonna be hard to um i guess no 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 harvey dent was the villain no 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 batman was saving my family maybe it's like i mean they still could have been like oh no that's what happened they could have rationalized it but maybe they could have used that angle instead to make Batman the villain instead of just like, there's all these people that Harvey Dent killed. And so yeah, rather than blaming it on Joker and his goons, let's just blame it on Batman for some reason. But that's yeah, the thing I mean, I don't, in the I, next I, I movie, you're saying. in the next movie, they don't even talk about Batman uh, killing all those people. It's just Batman killed Harvey Dent for no reason. Yeah. I for mean, no I, reason. I, the only reason I thought of maybe was the fact that, okay, they already just captured the Joker Mm-hmm. And it went from straight from that scene to the two face scene at the, the abandoned um, whatever the building. So I know the fact that we already like have him in custody, but you know maybe how could he be doing these things if he's already like well because he has henchmen. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that I didn't get it either. I I completely agree with you. It was like why blame this all on me like as as Batman, but like you and- know what I thought that was. It's not because I, I I looked it up, but I thought that was a reshoot scene. I thought maybe they shot that scene after Heath Ledger died. I'm not sure how many reshoots they did on that film. I don't think they did that many. I don't think they probably did like pickup shots, but nothing like, you know, nothing that big. I, I, like I said, I looked it up. I was wrong. It wasn't true, but I thought like maybe like, Oh, since Heath Ledger's dead and we can't make him the villain in the next movie, let's do try to do a Batman is the villain thing or something. But no, it was just, it was a writer's choice. It was just like, you know, they, they shot that scene when Heath Ledger was alive. And then at that point it was just like, let's do a twist, but it didn't make sense. It didn't work. It should have just been like, we'll blame it on the Joker. And then that's it. Yeah. And then the movie's over. And then Dark Knight Rises has a different setup. Like a different plot. Yeah. yeah, And so, that to me kind of like well that that leads us into our next topic of the dark knight rises because <laughs> i mean look we all know the dark knight was great we, like i said we don't have to keep getting into it we don't have yeah to keep i mean we can it. hit points but basically it's it's a really it's we, we'll be here talking for hours about that one yes. film and it's, 
it's shot well it's it's directed well acting's great obviously um the music's great it has a lot of the same good qualities as the first movie but like i guess more such as a villain who actually like you enjoy who who steals the show most movies don't do that you know it's it's, it's very movies that have villains that steal the show end up being iconic movies mm-hmm. you know and I mean, so what was your favorite like okay before we get to dark Knight rises what was your favorite part i mean you talked about the things you didn't really quite understand but even if it's uh heath ledger's joker in those scenes do you have like a, a scene that you're like oh god like this scene's perfect and i think for me it's the interrogation i scene. was just gonna say that that's the best joker scene i also like the scene between him and harvey when he's in the hospital that's a good scene yeah too. but um no the, the the best scene is the scene between them and the um interrogation, interrogation yeah, yeah. yeah i you know it's too bad that batman had that, <laughs> that voice because it would have been cool if they had like a conversation instead of just like why are you gonna kill me your garbage you steal is for, for trash or whatever he says for money for garbage you kill us for money like it would have just been like better where it's like you don't understand joker where are they or, like you know <laughs> tell me joker tell me where they are it's like you know and then like oh batman blah 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 yeah but they had the cops on the other side of the glass listening yeah. so i mean they probably would have like you know what that sounds like bruce wayne do you think that sounds like Bruce Wayne? Hey, is that, is that you? No. Are you that millionaire playboy? No, I, I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Well, you know, okay. What, to get back to Batman Begins real quick, I know we're kind of going backwards, but to get back to that movie, that's one of the things I liked about that movie was that he was kind of dicking around with his voice. And remember that scene where he just saved Rachel and he and he shot her up with the antidote. Yeah, yeah. She got uh, gassed. That scene where he's just like talking, where he's like, "I need you to get these to Gordon." Blah 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 blah. I don't have the luxury of friends. I'm like, I like this. He's kind of doing the, the the like Kevin Conroy on Batman thing. Yeah. And like, I really, I really dug that. And then obviously, like, there's scenes later where he's like, we gotta do this. I'm whispering this and that. And it wasn't that bad. But then you get over to Dark Knight, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, the voice got more like intense in that film, seriously. And uh, it was just like when I saw it, I was just mentioning earlier, I saw it midnight screening. For some reason, the theater, the audio wasn't that great. It was kind of low, mm-hmm. and the theater was packed. Um, I remember I was with my uh, girlfriend at the time, and we're watching it, and we're both looking at each other when Batman was talking. I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? Because I all I <laughs> heard was, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I can't hear a word he's saying. And then they turned up the audio later in the film, but it was just, like, so, gar- like, low and garbly. The quality and was bad, yeah. It was, I mean, You know was, what's funny? Uh, someone made a trailer uh, after Dark Knight Rises, the trailers for that came out. And it, it's like you can't understand anything anyone's saying. Like, you see Gordon in bed, and it's like, uh, and then Bane's like, and then, like, Catwoman's like, hey, <laughs> And then the last one is oh like God, where it's, it's like this isn't a car, it's just Batman hockey pads. Oh like the God. whole movie's just that's like on YouTube? crumbling. Yeah, it's okay. like uh, what is it? It's something like uh, you can't understand anyone in the Dark Knight Rises. I forgot what it. I saw it once, like when the trailers came out. I don't remember what it was ex- called exactly, but it's really funny. You if know, I, it's, if I find it, I'll put it in the description. That's like uh, if you really think about it, the Dark Knight is one of the most parodied, like superhero films. Parodied, like, yeah. parodied. I mean, it's just like. So many people make fun of that fucking film because of the voice. That's like one of the main things. And, you know, that's that's the big downside to the Dark Knight trilogy is that like, although I really did like his Batman style, I liked his tone, I liked the way he he fought and I loved the suit. His voice kind of takes you out of it because you're watching this cool, serious action film. And then he's like, it's like, (sighs) you know, what really took me out of it. Okay. 
I want to get into Dark Knight Rises, but that scene at the end when he's got the Joker hanging upside down, that monologue scene, I laugh every time I hear this. Like, these people just showed you that's full of people really believe in good. It was just like, I'm so tired. It just sounded so out of it, like out of place. It's like, if it was more like, these people just showed you. It's like, you know, that's kind of like in Batman Begins where he's like, this, these people just showed you that, the, or the city showed you that it's full of people ready to believe in good. Yeah, it would have just been better if he led with that. And maybe when he's yelling, he's more like, tell me where they are. And like, it's a little more raspy. Like, okay, do you remember, um, you've seen Watchmen, right? Of course. Rorschach's raspy voice. Yeah, exactly. His is more like Rorschach's journal. October 12th, 1985. Like, there's tone to it. There's a voice. It's not just like, Rorschach's journal, October 12th, <laughs> throat cancer. Like, it's that, what is it? There's a whole video, I guess, of Jackie Earl Haley talking about his voice and how he came up with I'm not it. here with you. You're locked in here with me. Yeah, but that's, yeah, okay, that's the one scene where he does that, where it's like, you're locked in here with me. That makes sense, because he was yeah. yelling. and But, um, yeah, like, th- there's, a, there's a scene in Watchmen, uh, where Rorschach is uh, in the room with the psychiatrist, and he's, he's you know he says something like we don't do this thing because it's permitted, we do it because we have to, and it's like he's still doing his Rorschach, that's I did a bad impression, but he's still doing his Rorschach voice, and you can also understand what he's saying, and it's not silly. He's not just like we don't do this thing. Like it, it doesn't sound so forceful and so over the top. It like it actually it sounds like its own thing, and that's why that's something that. Christian Bale should have experimented with more or whoever was in charge of his voice, whoever came up with it. It should have been just more like, hey, let's give it tone. Let's make it sound like a person's voice versus just like someone doing like a bad heavy metal impression. Well, if you listen to Michael Keaton's voice when he was Batman, that was pretty good because what he did was he took his original voice and just deepened it a little bit. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you can not really tell it was him, but still it wasn't like fucking like completely like, yeah, I know we're doing this a lot in the microphone, but this is one of the funniest <laughs> voices to do. It's like it's just in us we're, to we're, kind of. I know we're we're killing the joke, but it's just like the point. Yeah, the point we're trying to make is that the voice sucks. <laughs> yeah, it takes you out of the film. Yeah, the rest of the movie, everything's great. Um, and you know, I think that the segue into the Dark Knight Rises was. When I was, when I, I think that movie came out a c- couple years later. I think, wait, 2012. Uh, it came out four years later. Four years uh, later. It yeah. came out 2012. It was because like, in 2010, that's when Inception came out. Okay. So um, when I first saw the trailer for um, Dark Knight Rises, I mean, I was pumped because I saw some photos of Tom Harley as, um, Tom Harley, Tom Hardy as Bane. It was like a black and white photo of him with his just his back turned, but he looked ripped as shit. But he had like the uh, I know a photo with the cool lighting, and it's like he's kind of like this. Yeah, you, know, you see, only yeah, see his yeah. head turn with the mask, and I was yeah, like, holy that was, shit, that yeah, looks that was scary. He looks like a fucking bug, dude. Like with sometimes his eyes when he would stare at you really intense in that weird mask, like he looks like a yeah. weird bug. Like yeah, no, the Tom Hardy looked amazing as Bane, and um, I think he was a little too small though, man. I mean, if you well, yeah, think about like Bane in real life, yeah, if you think about Bane. Minus that horrible fucking Batman and Robin film, right? Rain <laughs> with the fucking like Bum. old wrestler. Bum. Um, just to think about the fact that you know we know Bane is this guy who is this hulking fucking madman, right? Who can right. bust through walls and shit. And then we get Tom Hardy, which I told you it brings us more down to earth because it's like you have a guy like that in a real world setting, it would throw everything off. 
like a guy who's just all of a sudden turns into fucking Hulk and just like wants to bash everything. Yeah, no, it's it's good that they didn't do the Venom thing because it, it would have kind of taken you out of the movie a little bit. I mean, it would have been cool if it's like he takes a steroid that makes him go rage mode and he will just he will just start rampaging, but, but he doesn't get like super his arms don't get three times the size or something yeah it would have just made more sense if it's like we're gonna give him like a crazy drug like a berserker drug and it's like that's his thing he is really strong and he's really big and when he takes this drug um and it's like his last resort maybe he like normally he he fights uh normal and he uses all of his tactics and his skill but then when he's uh running um when i guess he's running out of options or if he's losing a fight then he's like i'm gonna take this thing i will have my I guess my destruction rate will be bigger, but I have more of a chance of fucking up because I'm not in control, and um, I'm a little more vulnerable because I'm not as defensive. I'm more offensive. So it would have been cool. It's like he takes the venom as a last resort, and it's a venom that just makes him go full berserk mode. It doesn't make him stronger necessarily. It's just like a it's like a huge adrenaline spike. I mean, if you think about the films, like every film from that trilogy, the villain had a different kind of motive. Like you had, you know, Ra's al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul who was just more of like a crafty, very smart guy who really kind of just, he trained Bruce, you know, and then he actually turned out to be the bad guy at the end. Then he had the Joker who was this psychological fucking nut job who got to Bruce's uh, Batman's brain. And then you had Bane who was like, like bronzed him. Like he wasn't like smart, but he was just like this intimidating guy. Like this guy can kick Batman's ass. Well, each movie had a theme. That's what, yeah, movie, saying, yeah. yeah, the first movie had, and, and Christopher Nolan talked about this in an interview, the first movie's uh, theme was fear, the second movie's was chaos, and the third movie's was pain. Yeah, that Each makes movie a had sense. a theme. Yeah, and, and that makes sense because I remember watching The Dark Knight, and obviously, or Dark Knight Rises, and obviously if you've seen the movie, you understand that there's a lot of references to pain and overcoming it, and, and like, you know, I mean, that scene where you're watching him and Bane fight, that was a that was the best scene of the movie, in my opinion. The first scene where they meet underground. Where there's underground, no music? Yeah, that's the best scene in the movie, in my opinion. Uh, and, and mostly because of the way it's shot. There's a lot of long takes of them fighting instead of shaky cam, like you said, from the first yeah. movie. Um, and yeah, because once again, that mo- that scene was choreographed really well. Um, but that's I really like that scene, yeah, because of those reasons. But when I'm watching Batman and Bane fight... Like every time Batman gets punched, I'm just like, ah, that looks like it really fucking hurt. And then he gets his back broken. And then there's a scene later where it's like, we have to fix your back. And then he, they, the guy like fucking smacks him in the back and he's like, ah, and like you can feel his pain. Um, yeah, but no, I, you know, so first, okay. I will get into what I liked about it first. Um, I liked the way Bane looked. Obviously I liked the way it was shot. Like, like I said, the way it was shot and the music, for all three of these movies is great. So I don't need to keep talking about how much I like that. Um, I, I kind of liked the, I liked watching Batman get defeated. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, obviously we, he, we don't really something. see that in the first we couple films. We need to see films. him kind of get tore down. Yeah. We need to see him physically get his ass beat. Um, that's obviously what, um, uh, the, the comics all about. It's probably brings up the theme of pain too. Yeah. And, um, I liked, I guess the acting was fine can't say yeah. you know like it the, the movie didn't have a villain that stole the show i didn't i thought tom hardy was silly like oh yes you think darkness is your ally you merely like it's just his his voice was silly 
And it yeah. was mostly because of his inflections. It was like, oh, you blah, blah, blah. Like, I would do, 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 do. <laughs> like, I remember one time I was, like, really stoned, and I was just, like, hanging with friends, and I was like, oh, so you think you can dance, Batman? <laughs> oh, God. But it's, like, the point I'm trying to make is that The he, voice is hilarious. Yeah, the, the voice was just kind of a little silly, and he sounded more just kind of like a joke. Yeah, I didn't really get it because, you know, Bane in the comic books, um, he's like, uh, God, what is his He's heritage. like South American. Yeah, so he's kind of got like uh, an accent. So he kind of sounds more Hispanic, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So And he know. just talks normal. Like, he kind of talks. Like, okay, I'm not going to try to do a Hispanic accent, but it's like. I will he break kinda, you, Batman. He kind of sounds like this. Yeah. So it's like, oh, Batman, I'm going to break the bat. Where it's like, it just sounds like a guy with a Hispanic accent uh, sounding scary. That's all it sounds like. Yeah, Whereas this, this one like, sounds like Sean Connery. It was, yeah, it was like a weird Sean Connery, like, European accent even though the jail that he was born in is like in the middle East and it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, what know, is this I voice? It. I mean, it was interesting. Cause it's like, Ooh, like maybe like maybe the prisons in Europe instead of South America, but it's yeah. like, no, it's in like the middle East, which makes more sense when you actually think about it. It makes more sense that it's in the middle East, but I guess it would have been offensive if he tried to do like a middle Eastern accent. Did you know, um, there was, um, an IMAX screening of a movie. I don't, I don't know which movie it was. This was before the dark Knight rises came out. And you know how when we saw um, Star Wars, we uh, they had the Dunkirk screening. Yeah, the Dunkirk screening. Are you talking like probably, about when they showed the Dark Knight Rises? Screening? They had a Dark Knight Rises screening of the very first. That's the first. You know, I actually saw scene. that. I saw that online long before the movie really? came out. Really? Yeah, my friends like, dude, oh my god, the first scene leaked. Holy shit! And so I watched it, and I was just like, oh. yeah, yeah, that scene. Um, they played it as a tester, and basically they changed Bane's voice because originally in that scene. His voice was really low. It was like so I remember he was kind of more like um, uh, it sounded a little dark. Why would too. you shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane? And then in the movie, it's like, oh, but why would you shoot a man before yeah. throwing? Him? Yeah, and it's I do remember that actually. Yeah, they yeah. changed it because people complain like we can't really hear what this guy is saying. Well, most of that was ADR, you know. Yeah, I know. These people were saying they needed to turn it up, and and I get what you're saying. So yeah, the voice was silly. Well, I mean, yeah, turn the voice up, but don't make it sound like a goofball, but whatever. Um, that's that's the least bad thing about this movie. I got uh, something like go ahead. shitty. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The fact that there was this huge gap between the second film and the third film, and the fact that, you know, uh, right at the beginning of the movie, it was like that, besides the Bane scene, it was that kind of that. I don't know if it was a fundraiser at uh, Bruce, uh, like Wayne Manor. It was yeah, like it was, a, it was a fundraiser for something. I don't remember what it was. But for. they were like saying back to they were hearkening back to. Um, I think it was like Harvey, Harvey Dent. Dent. It was Harvey Dent something. Day or something. Yeah, they were like, hey, this guy actually saved our city. Blah 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 blah. Um, thanks to the D- thanks to the Dent Act, um, criminals who uh, yeah. participate in organized crime don't get like us a, a hearing like their rights kind of get waived to a degree thank you thanks exactly to the Act, exactly blah, blah, blah. so um you know how at the end of uh, dark knight how uh batman fell and kind of injured his leg but even after eight years his leg was still fucked up he was walking on a cane yeah he had like no cartilage in it no. he goes to the doctor it's like you have no cartilage in your knee or your this part of your body most of your body is scar tissue you're you're really fucked up and if you think about it he was only batman for like maybe a year and a half um possibly i don't because, know because like you know like the time jumps aren't like they are in real life like batman and batman batman begins and dark knight are only like maybe 
Like he's like they they said like, like since, a year. since the year and a half that Batman came to light. They say that in like the second movie. Like since the Batman's been around for like a year and a half. It's it was it there wasn't that big of a time jump. Otherwise it's like they just let Joker fuck around for four years before they actually did something about it. Um yeah, so it was really weird that it was eight years later and you know Well, this movie's also trying to copy the Dark Knight Returns to a degree. Yeah, I get it. I'm just saying the whole leg injury first off yeah. was just ridiculous because you're telling me between the eight years. I didn't even years, know he hurt his leg. Yeah, he hurt his leg in the eight years that he was pretty much sad. In hiatus, yeah. Uh, he was just walking on a fucking cane. He was growing a beard. He wasn't like he stopped being Batman because he wanted people to kind of think like I'm a villain. I don't really I can't do anything now. I can't go out and like, you know, fight crime because people are going to like hunt me down. And uh a lot of people complained about this, and I can see why Christopher Nolan didn't do this, was the fact that nowhere in this film was the Joker ever referenced. Was he ever mentioned that this one guy eight years ago, because he was pretty fucking, like he was causing so much chaos in the fucking city that we don't mention him at all. And there was talks of a scene that was supposed to be shot. Uh, you know that scene where um all the villains, I mean, all the people get broken up because they found out that Dent actually was the one that killed those guys. Yeah. So everyone that was in Blackgate uh, prison, they let them all out. Yeah. Right. So there was a scene where Bane was walking around Blackgate, and uh, you see a cell, and the Joker's in that cell, but you don't see the front of his face. I mean, obviously Heath Ledger passed away. You see the back of his head, and you see uh, Bane come to the front, look at him through like the little like glass part. And he could have let him out, but he didn't. He just kind of waved it off like, I'm not letting you out, you fucking crazy. So apparently that was supposed to be in the film. But Christopher Nolan's like, I don't want to have anything referenced as a Joker. I want to pay a tribute to Heath Ledger. I don't want that tarnished. Well, yeah, he said something like, um, he's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to disrespect the memory of Heath Ledger. Do you and think I'm that's like, disrespecting No, him? okay. It's a character. Okay, listen, listen. Like, I, I think that... If they would have done that scene, it would have been disrespectful, but the reference would have been a little too much. But the the problem is they don't they don't even mention his name. They're not like you know, there's scenes where like you know, uh, Alfred and Batman or Bruce Wayne are like arguing, and like there's not even a scene where it's like, look, ever since the Joker killed Rachel, you haven't been yourself. It's like they don't even mention the Joker as a character, as like as if he never happened. It's like they show Two Face, and there's that quick flash where you see his face and he's yelling but it's like they don't even mention the joke it's like he never happened and that's it's just what like, i'm saying and that's what pissed me off it's like look yeah if you if you mention joker's name there's obviously gonna be people in the audience who can go oh the joker oh, the fucking they're gonna get the fucking on a fan orgasm nerdgasm but it's like that's not i don't think that would have taken me or anyone else out of the movie i would have kind of been like ah the joker i missed that but i wouldn't have been like i want to see joker now i don't care about anything or oh you're disrespecting heath ledger because you mentioned his character's name you know and that that just to me was dumb why he chose to do that why he thought it would be disrespectful i don't know well um, because in the dark knight you know you have scarecrow at the beginning right. he was in the first film and he was actually also in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, that, he's like, that, he's that the judge. judge. You know, people thought that that was going to maybe be Joker if he was still alive, if Heath Ledger lived or something. Like, it was yeah. Joker being the judge. That would have been kind of funny. That would have been kind of funny. Yeah. But I don't see the Joker taking orders from Bane. I really don't see that. No, he wouldn't. Joker would have ended up trying to 
take over the city again or something because that's joker that's what he always tries to do he always like anytime yeah. he's working with someone and he's sort of like villain he's in a partnership he ends up just being like i'm gonna kill everyone because i don't care ha 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 i mean that's only really gripe i had about that film was just the eight year gap the fact there was no reference to joker like the guy was just the guy never existed um, I mean, they were talking about a lot of past shit too, so it just didn't it didn't fit right. Well, I noticed the movie talked more about the first movie than exactly. It did about there was the a Dark lot of Knight. themes. There the only thing they it. talked about in the Dark Knight Rises that had to do with the previous film was Rachel and Harvey Dent. They don't talk about Joker, obviously, and then they don't really talk about Falcone or the mob or Maroni or any of those guys. No, not but at it's, all. But it's like they just did everything they can to avoid talking about Joker. Because of what you said about yeah. Christopher Nolan, still to, I get it. I mean, I didn't need that reference, but it would have been nice because to kind of cap off this trilogy we have. Well, it's like, hey, this happened. There's an entire movie featuring this character. You can't cut it out because it's too iconic. It's made too much money. You can't not mention it without it seeming weird. And a lot of interviewers asked him that same question: Why didn't you mention him? You don't even bring him up. And it's like, yeah, I agree. That was more distracting than the fact than bringing him up would have been. And so if that's really his reasoning, then I think he's being a little bit of a little pussy. I don't think his family's going to get offended. And if they are, well, they're idiots because the, the, just the think fucking about, Joker just think is still like talked about to this day. Think about it like this. They would have done a lot of fan service in that scene. Let's like, say, or for example, if um, when Bane was coming and just kind of fucking shit up in Gotham. I don't, I don't think they should have showed Joker. I think that Okay, let's just much. say they didn't show him. Right. If Bruce and Alfred were having a discussion and Bruce said, we haven't seen madness like this since the Joker appeared eight years ago or something like if they just said that one fucking line, like to kind of, that would have been a fun little nerdgasm scene. Like, ah, they mentioned him, but it also would have been like, yes, they mentioned him. He happened. It happened. Now we can, move that on. was a, that was a huge thing that happened in the city. I mean, he almost blew up. He blew up a hospital. He fucking almost blew up two uh two boats. Two yeah, he caused yeah. a lot of fucking problems. And yeah, and so so if they just want to ha- like be like, oh, that happened, whatever. But um, <clears throat> anyways, I didn't really like that that much. I also was kind of a little bit unsure about the whole Catwoman thing because I first saw some photos of her and she was on the Bat Pod, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like, that's Catwoman. I gotta say, I I loved her. I thought she was really. Wonderful. I thought she was great. Now I'm not a huge Catwoman fan. Like, oh, she didn't do this thing like the real Selena Kyle. Whatever. I'm just talking about movie Selena Kyle. Um, I thought Anne Hathaway was great. I personally don't really care for her much as an actress. I think she's a little too silly, and I see a lot of interviews. She's very kind of over the top and kind of annoying. She had the body. Yeah, she had the body. She had the charm and the cool sleekness of Catwoman. Yeah. I, I thought she was great, and I and I also I would have been okay if they called him Catwoman, called her Catwoman. It didn't bug me that they didn't. They didn't I also, say that in the whole I film. I like did that they? she doesn't wear the ears. That when she pulls her goggles off, they, they look, look like, like ears. ears. I'm like, this is fucking perfect. I thought it was. Perfect. I know, I know. I mean, it would look silly if she did that. But the thing is, you're right. They never even referenced her. They didn't say Catwoman at all. In, in the, the news film. articles that you see, she's just known as the cat. Yeah, the they never say steals. Catwoman, so yeah. I, I understand that, but um. I mean, and like she I doesn't, said, she doesn't die and get resurrected by a cat goddess from <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> it could have been worse. Yeah, but she. I mean, the the skin tight suit she had looked pretty awesome. The she, heels she had yeah. looked awesome. I'm, and the I'm heels, just saying. You notice the heels had like blades. Yeah. She wasn't just wearing heels to like sexualize her. It was like, hey, I'm wearing heels that are sexy, but they'll also kick your ass and cut your fucking face and shit. And like everything about her was perfect. Do you remember that opinion. scene though? Um, I mean, I just said I really didn't like her in the in the movie, but. There are some scenes of her that I actually, you know, I, I like a lot. Is when the bar scene when she was pretending like she was um, 
I think it was when the cops broke in or, or she's something. screaming for she's help. screaming like she's just some random like she's a bystander. Yeah. So and she uh, it was it was great. She also know that. Um, God, why can't I think of his name? The the guy who was the villain in the last Star Wars film was. Oh, I don't know the actor's name. He played Ben Medelston. He played Medelston. That his name? That's his, the actor's name. Yeah, but so. he played John Daggett, that character. Yeah, he was Daggett. Yeah, which actually, Daggett, Daggett the Baggett. <laughs> <laughs> Daggett was the actual guy in the cartoon that created Clayface. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he had an industry where he uh, Clayface fell in some chemicals that Daggett created, and you know he blamed him for it. Anyway, so. Um, yeah, he was in it. Um, he was the one that Bane squeezes his head or crushes his head or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they never really show what he does. I, I assume he's crushing it. his head because you're got to be. So um, the the whole scene also at the football field was pretty cool when yeah. he blows a hole in the whole entire thing. Yeah, and- dude, I I watched the making of that, like the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and basically it was like it was a giant like green screen field type thing, and like the actors the the extras would jump in these little holes that were padded and to make it look like they were falling. And, uh, yeah, no, the, the way this movie shot and the special effects and everything, it's all that, that's all perfect. You know, you, you can't bash that in any way. Um, the stuff that I really don't like, um, Justin Gordon Levitt, he, you know, he's fine. He's whatever. <laughs> I, I, the Robin reference at the end, uh, that didn't bug me. I thought that was actually kind of neat. Um, okay. So let's, let's get into it. So I obviously, I don't like the, I don't like the time jump. I don't like the fact that Batman's injured, like his body is like, you know, sp- scar tissue and he like didn't bother to fix his fucking knee i get it you're sad about fucking rachel dying boohoo but i think a rational person would at least fix his knee and just retire kind of like in 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 the dark knight returns in the comic just like he retired that's it it's like he was very sad at the same time he He was was very bored he hated his life he was sad he was bored but it's like you know he didn't like have an injury that he neglected because oh boohoo i'm not batman anymore i'm gonna let my fucking knee rot and then he gets a fucking like magical knee brace that just fixes yeah everything. exactly and also remember that scene where he puts the knee brace on and, and he then he kicks, kicks a brick. brick wall and it's yeah, like what it's and they don't do anything with that either you don't see him kick bane later and like disembowel bane or something so i'm just like what was the point of that mm-hmm. um another thing i didn't like was how joseph gordon levitt just figured out that he was batman oh yeah fuck that like, was Way okay, off. when they first said it, I thought they were referencing, he's like, oh, I know you don't know who I am, but we've met before. It was a long time ago. I was a kid. I thought it was going to be, um, remember remember the kid who played Joffrey in Batman? Oh, you're Begins? talking about that kid? When he gave I that thought it thing. was him. I was oh. like, okay, he doesn't have blonde hair, but okay, whatever. I thought they were like, oh, you know what? They're going to make him important or something. Oh, but it's, it's like, you. Kids at school won't believe me. Yeah, okay. So remember when he throws him that piece of tech? Yeah. You know, I wouldn't he be surprised. He would have popped that out or something said, I still I would, have this. I something. wouldn't be surprised if he was just like, if the kid, that kid character, like, opened it up and, and read that, like, it had something to do with Wayne Enterprises. Or, and like, then, he, like, tracked it or something. Yeah, and he just kind of figures out through time that this is Wayne Enterprises, this is a Wayne thing. Huh, Batman, ten, he seemed to show up around the same time Bruce Wayne did. And he just kind of puts two and two together. Mm-hmm. And then you see him later. Oh, hey, I was inspired by you. I became a police officer. But, no, it's like, oh, um hiding anger is like wearing a mask and when i saw you i knew you were batman because you're wearing it like a mask i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> like you figured out you came he to was me batman. in an orphanage and i i knew right from then i knew because you eyes. were so fake and artificial that you were batman it's like what it would have just made more sense like oh yeah 
you came back around the same time Batman showed up, and uh, who else would have a lot of money for something like that? Did You're you also, notice, like, really ripped. Did you notice uh, uh, he was, like, uh, the orphanage that he was living in, and there was, yeah. like, kids. Probably looked like maybe there were eight, maybe seven. Yeah, between, like, eight and, like, 16. So these kids knew who Batman was, and they're like, is he coming back? Is he coming the no, fuck? the only like- person, the only person who who seemed to know at that point was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, but th- but they they knew who he was as a person. They didn't quite know. They didn't know he was Batman, but they knew that he existed. Mm-hmm. And obviously, some of the kids were like, "I didn't think he was real," because like they say later, like, "Oh yeah, you know, Batman's been gone for almost a generation." So a lot of these younger folks don't even believe that he existed, which is kind of cool. They do the same thing in Dark Knight Returns. Like I said, this movie has a lot of this, the same themes as Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, and so. Um, yeah, I think that uh, that part was fine. But yeah, it's like he figures out that he's Bruce Wayne or that he's Batman, which made no fucking sense. But fuck it. OK. And then uh, it made sense that Bane knew who he was because it's like, oh, yeah, you were part of the League of Shadows. We all knew who you were. I'm part of the League of Shadows. So, yeah, we know you're Bruce Wayne. That that was fine to me. But it's just like it just seems like everyone knew who he was. Yeah. And I was like, OK, that fuck it. All right. Um. The movie was too long. Yeah, it was pretty long. It's kind of like in the middle. It's after after Batman gets uh, captured and thrown into that prison. The movie just kind of just draws out, draws out. It's and because kinda... you're you're just suddenly seeing Bane take over the city. Yeah, but like there's blowing that... all the bridges. All yeah, that there's shit. that scene where like the CIA shows up, and it's just kind of like you see them. They show up and like we're gonna do a thing, and then nothing happens, and they just get hung. And the movie's just kind of boring. I get it. It, it all it, it was kind of needed to a degree because you're supposed to. It's supposed to show, hey, no matter what people try to do, uh, Bane and the League of Shadows have complete control over the city, and nothing gets past them. CIA people can't sneak in without their knowledge, without them knowing it. And so that all made sense. But it was just they could have they could have made all that a little quicker. Um, the big one. This is the big thing I didn't like. Was here it comes. Here it comes. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna... <laughs> Sin City reference there. Um, no, the the big thing was the concept of we are gonna fulfill Ra's al Ghul's destiny. So it's like, was it Ra's al Ghul's destiny to destroy Gotham, just Gotham, or was it his destiny to just be a city destroyer? Well, he pretty much in the first film said it needed to be cleansed. He said every time a, a civilization reaches the pinnacle of its decadence, we return to restore the balance. I remember that line very vividly. And, you know, he just talks about, he's like, yeah, pretty much any time like a, a city starts going to shit or something, we kind of show up and we fix things. You're and he, not really fixing it if you're going to explode a nuclear device. Yeah. Well, that was just like, hey, we're going to show up and we're going to act like a cult and we're going to nuke a city with us in it. You're going to wipe out the League of Shadows as it is because of Ra's al Ghul? The, the League of Shadows, what is it? They say they sacked Rome. So the League of Shadows has been around for at least like almost 2,000 years. Yeah. And you're just going to sack it? You're going you're gonna to destroy all that because Ra's al Ghul didn't get to destroy Gotham? That made no sense to me. Well, if you really and think- they, they're just gonna sacrifice their lives and be done with it. It's like, why don't you just come and nuke the fucking city and then leave? Well, if you really think about it, it was Talia who was the head of the this whole. She was. So she probably, obviously, knew her father died. She knew that Bruce Wayne was responsible for it, and this was her way of getting back at him. And uh, she's like, "My father's destiny is fulfilled," or something. So she knew her father had this uh, vision for Gotham. 
And this is her way, like I said, of getting the revenge that she wanted. And Yeah, but why would she... See, if I was... She in, slept with him first. No, yes, but if I was in the League of Shadows and my leader said, we're all going to kill ourselves and we're going to destroy our order because I miss my dad. I think people would go, fuck that. We're going to overthrow her and we're going to install a new leader because that's stupid. We don't want to die for that. Like, I get it. And the League of Shadows is about indoctrination. And, you know, in the end, it is very culty. But it's like their job isn't to go and blow themselves. They're not fucking ISIS. They're not going to go somewhere and blow themselves up in the name of the League. They're, they're going to go somewhere and they're going to help destroy it. If they have to kill themselves, they will. But it's it's not this isn't fucking Jonestown where they're just going to show up and kill themselves and take everything else with them. It would be more just kind of like it would make more sense if the League was like, hey, we're going to we're going to send some people there to destroy Gotham and they're most likely going to die. But our order is going to live. That mm-hmm. would have made more sense. But to my knowledge, the entire League of Shadows, including the head, which was Talia and what I thought was also Bane, are just going to show up and kill themselves just because of one guy. That didn't make sense to me. That Okay, that would have made sense in the comics because Ra's al Ghul had been alive for 600 years. So you could say to yourself, oh, Ra's al Ghul is the League of Shadows. Yeah, but Talia in the comic books was more like into Bruce as a lover. She, I don't think she Yeah, would've... she wanted it. Well, what is it? Uh, Ra's and her were both like, hey, we want Batman to become the new leader. But Batman's like, no, I'm not a killer. Yeah, but I'm not she, gonna be the she was so into him. like, And uh, they had a kid together, which was Damien. Yeah. But... Uh, way, uh, the twelfth <laughs> fucking Robin. They no, 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 no. It, it all makes sense. Like, you know, it, it like I said, it, it would have made more sense if Ra's al Ghul from the comics was killed by Batman, and they're like, oh my god, he was the League of Shadows. Where are we gonna do without him? Let's just kill ourselves. That would have made more sense. But it's like in this, it's like Ra's al Ghul had probably only been ahead of the League of Shadows for maybe thirty or forty years, but the Order had been around for at least two thousand years. So it's just like, let's not kill ourselves in the name of one leader let's just destroy gotham and be done with it mm-hmm. and then move on to something else and so that's something i really didn't like i i thought that was i thought that didn't make sense and i thought it was a plot hole um that's my biggest problem with the movie wait didn't they say though in the film that bane was kicked out of the league of shadows yeah but then <laughs> that's another thing he was kicked out because he was too extreme but then he was in league with the League of Shadows. Yeah. So it was like, was it a way of just deceiving the underworld? God, there's so many Well, yeah, there's a bunch film. of fucking plot holes in this movie. It's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Why not just, hey, Bane is the new leader of the League of Shadows, and oh, shit. And like, that, because, okay, yeah, that was the red herring as well. The red herring in that movie was, Bane is the child of Razzle Ghul. Bane is the leader of the League of Shadows. But then it's not. It's Talia. And... The twist didn't really... I saw that coming, too, by the way. I didn't, because I didn't know a lot about... You know, I didn't start getting into Batman, really, until after that movie. Once really? that movie was done, then I started... Then After that, then Batman became my new favorite superhero. Okay. He is, by the way, he is my favorite superhero of all time. I was actually going to ask you before we ended the thing. But yeah, yeah he, okay. he is my favorite superhero. I, there's obviously others that I really like, but Batman is my favorite superhero. Um, so it was the films that kind of drove you into actually... Yeah. Well, once, you know, I loved Batman Begins. I loved The Dark Knight for obvious reasons. And then after um, 
after Dark Knight Rises came out, you know, I, was, I had a pretty decent job and I was making decent money. I'm like, you know what? I said to myself, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy some comics. Mm-hmm. So I bought some old Batman stuff. And then um, when the Dark Knight Returns cartoon came out, I watched it on the internet. And I was like, dude, I'm really, I really dig Batman. And the right games now. too. Or... And the fucking games, of course, were great. Arkham City's, a, I, I think that's my favorite out of the trilogy. Yeah, that's my favorite too. Um, the third one looks better. And obviously it has more stuff to do and the gameplay is better. But in terms of story and content, yeah, I it's like not the that great. One. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so like with all that in mind, I now that I look back on it, when I saw Dark Knight Rises, I really, 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 really liked it. I loved it. But then actually after I started getting into Batman and kind of, you know, understanding the motivations of the characters, because here's the thing, people always complain, like, oh well, you know, one of the first complaints I heard about Heath Ledger's Joker. What the fuck? He's not silly. He's too dark. He looks like a hobo. Here's the problem. I actually never heard of that. I heard that I, he was that I didn't mean to cut you off there, buddy, but I'm saying like the thing is is that there's been a, a different incarnations of the Joker and yeah. I think that was perfect, but it, I hear what you're saying. People are saying he doesn't laugh that yeah. much or he yeah. doesn't tell a lot of jokes, but the, here's the thing. The way you present Batman, the way you present the Joker, his interpretation doesn't matter because at their core, they're the same character. In the end, Batman is still a fucking he's a dark knight who doesn't want to kill anyone and he believes that everyone deserves a fair trial and you know cuz and he believes that killing will just make him as bad as his, as his villains that he's yeah. fighting. He's like that in the comics, he's like that in the cartoons and he's like that in the Dark Knight movies. His core character is the same. Same with the Joker. He's chaotic, he wants to watch Gotham burn, he wants to break Batman's spirit and he wants everyone to hate Batman and he wants Batman to become what he is, a killer. Mm-hmm. He wants him to take that final step. In The Dark Knight Rises, it was different because, like I said, it, it the characters didn't feel like they are in the comics. Their core character didn't feel that way because, like you said, Talia in the comics loves Batman. She obviously had his baby, and in the end, she wanted him to take over the League of Shadows. Mm-hmm. But in this, it's like, no, I'm a suicidal fucking bitch who's <laughs> mad at you because you possibly killed You know, she doesn't even know for sure if he actually delivered the killing blow. It's like your dad died in a train. Well, he just jumped out of the fucking yeah. train and it just crashed. So. Yeah, and it's like, oh well, he, uh, the, the the tumbler blew up the the um the train the, the rails. It's like okay, but yeah. it's like your dad in the end could have not been in the train. That was another thing. He, one of the things in Batman Begins, he says is um, when he finally, when Batman, the character Batman and Rosalind finally getting ready to fight, he's like, wow, you you took my bit about theatricality a bit literally which is a funny line Mm. and he's like this ends here and he goes for you and the police maybe but my fate however lies with the rest of gotham so i'm like oh so you're gonna kill yourself i didn't catch that until i watched dark knight rises and then went back and watched batman begins i was like oh he was gonna kill himself why that was his intention why that makes no sense like why don't you just fucking put the thing on the train make sure no one gets on the train and then just destroy the brakes and let it crash and I never got that reference either I was like why why would he want to kill himself yeah it's it's just like it's that that's not their character that's not how they function because in the end obviously in the in the uh in the comics Rosalgo wants to live forever he knows his time's up though he wants Batman to take his mantle and basically Batman in the comics yeah exactly he's just like I'm not gonna take over your mantle that's not who I am so it's like all right I'm just gonna kill you if you don't want to take it because he knows that he's his time's up he goes in the Lazarus pit, Lazarus pit, big boy words. Um, and literally like he keeps on getting resurrected, but every time you get resurrected from that shit, you get more crazy in the head. Yeah. Because in the end, uh, it I doesn't, it, matter. it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. That word so much Fucking in the end. kill yourself. <laughs> um, in the end it, it's, 
it doesn't fix your brain. Eventually, your brain starts deteriorating, but it, it regenerates your body, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, it, it makes you like strong and shit. Like it I've makes seen you him, younger. I've and, seen him yeah. like where they've shown him like he was like fucking crispy old man, right? And, and then he's he throwing him the, that shit, yeah. and he comes out and he gets younger and. You know, and he still has that like a huge fucking that physique. Huge physique and, yeah. So I mean, I get that. I totally get that. I think that was kind of a dumb idea. They changed his core character, and it's like, okay, his fate was to die with Gotham, not in Gotham. So why don't rather than killing yourselves and destroying the league, why don't you just destroy Gotham? Maybe Talia kills herself. Maybe Talia's like, I'm gonna die with my father. But it's like, well, who's gonna be the leader? Fucking Bane. Uh, it would have just made more sense, like, hey, the League is back, and we're going to destroy Gotham, but hey, Batman, why don't you join us, and this time, why don't you become our leader? Like, they, they, you know, make it so it's not just, they're not ISIS, they're not a bunch of fucking terrorists. Because they actually I, felt like I just felt the like they were a bunch movie, of terrorists, that they were just exactly. like a Akbar fucking destroy Gotham with ourselves in it. It just, that's not what the League is. I mean, first of all, they're called the League of Assassins in the comics. They're not, the, they're not this weird cult like they are in the movies. And so, like I said, although he, um, although Christopher Nolan That's has a right. good way of changing, they call him League of Shadows, but yeah. they're League of Assassins. Yeah. Although Christopher Nolan has a good way of keeping, like I said, he keeps their core character intact. He really fucked up with Ra's al Ghul, and that whole concept and the concept of the League. It it didn't really it didn't work, and it didn't make sense. Um, I can you know I go back and I watch this movie and I do enjoy it because in the end I do know what's happening. I do say that a lot. In you do end. say that I, word a lot. I, <laughs> I guess it's a good. That song is now stuck in my head yeah. thanks to you from saying that so much. Oh, yeah, that song. That song's stuck just hanging around in your head. <laughs> it's dangling like a it's... fucking like one of those uh, sombreros with the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dangling like a sombrero. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but um, it's I can go back and watch this movie. And I enjoy it because it has good acting. The tone's great. The music's great. Repetitive, repetitive. I know I've said that a million times. But it has its flaws. Also, for instance, everyone complained about this. How did Batman get out of the um I was the Batwing talk about that. So so quick. We saw him. If he in actually the ship, died like, or if uh, you know, Alfred was actually like conveniently in the same place that he was talking about and then saw him. I, a lot of people were gonna going, Okay, is he is he imagining seeing him with but then he was—he also saw Selena. So how would he fucking know okay, that? Okay. So I talked to a friend of mine about this, and he said it would have been cool if you never see Bruce Wayne. All you see is Michael Keaton. Look at the camera. Smile. Michael Keaton. Michael, Michael Caine. <laughs> it would have been better if you see Michael Caine. Look at the camera. Smile. Nod like he did, and then it just shows him leaving. Because then it's like, wait, is he alive? Is he imagining it? Oh my God! And then he just—it leaves it as a cliffhanger. You don't know if he's alive or not. You—it's—it's it, it's implied, and there's spec—it's speculated, but you don't know for sure because it's like, well, Alfred could be hallucinating. After all, he's getting old, and you know, you never know. But yeah, that would have been better. But you know, if this movie was edited a little better, and if it was shorter, like maybe like a half hour shorter, it would have been a perfect movie—not perfect because in the end, there's still plot holes, but. It would have been a better movie than it was, but it's hard for me to enjoy this movie now because I'm a little more critical of films and it's just not that good. Yeah. I think it was probably the weakest of the three personally. Absolutely. For sure. It wasn't a shit movie, but it was the weakest out of the three. And absolutely, uh, I think the fact that they, uh, they delved 
more into the League of uh, Shadows and the fact that, you know, Batman didn't even hardly show up in the film until, what, like an hour later in the, in the movie? You know, that bugged a lot of people. I was okay with that because Iron Man 3 was like that. There's hardly any Iron Man. Yeah, in that and movie. It, the movie was more about the Bruce Wayne character, and that was okay. It, it bugged me at first because I'm like, I want to see more Batman. But now, you know, I actually enjoyed it. That wasn't that stuff didn't bug me. You it know, was just all right. the stuff I mentioned. You know, what really earlier. bugged me is the fact when he was in the prison, how they can get cable down there. <laughs> how they get the rope down there? Oh, oh, they had cable. TV cable. Ah, oh, well, maybe Bane's Future. like, I'm gonna go back to my prison and I'm going to install cable. <laughs> we have Comcast in the Middle East in the caves yeah, I, because I, I want to torture Batman. I do like the fact though that it, they kind of it was like a way of breaking down Batman, then him just rising. Actually, to tell you the truth, I hated that fucking title. So did I. It was stupid. It was like let's take the second title and put the word rises at it. They could have when I really like was thinking about you know what they it. They should have just called it what Nightfall. They could have called it Nightfall, yep. or they call it. They should have called it, you know, Shadow of the Bat, or something, because there's so many names for Batman. I don't like the Cape Crusader or something like that. No, I don't know. It's silly. But no, that's silly. But like you're right. It's like Nightfall, or exactly. Wasn't like that Shadow what the, the comic was called when he broke? Batman's the series back? was. Uh, it was Batman, but the the storyline was called Nightfall. Okay, so that that would have been even better if they just called it Nightfall. Yeah, but then people would have been like, so you say Dark Knight. I just don't know. But anyways, um, to the, yeah, the end title of, wasn't that original. To the end of it, though, for me. Um, I think I like the fact that when they were having the city battle with all the cops and all the inmates and it looked like it was going to be a straight, like fucking, you know, Oh, it was a brawl. No, dude. I love that. When, when you're seeing all them walk that this was, this was one of my favorite scenes when you're seeing all them walking to what seems like their deaths. It's like, Oh shit. They're all going to get shot by the, the, the other tumbler stuff. And then the like, bat, the and bat. then the fucking thing, the bat shows up, shoots their guns and everyone just gets hella pumped. They're like, yeah, they're like, fuck it. And they just run into it. And that was fucking. And perfect. here you had this. Dun, 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 that was, dun, dun, dun. it got me very pumped. Cause I was like, I would probably do the same thing. I would be so happy. Like Batman's here. Batman's alive. There's hope. Let's fuck them up. And then just yeah. run. That scene was perfect. like a wall of death. Pretty yeah. much. Uh, and see, I really liked that whole sequence, that whole city battle, because it's like you, that, that was the only time you've ever seen Batman in daytime. In daylight, yeah. You know, and I was talking to a friend of mine about this. I'm like, oh my God, Batman's fighting in the daylight. And my friend was like, maybe things are just so fucked up. He just has to. And I'm like, oh my God. And like I said, the movie wasn't that great. The movie could have been better, but that was a, a good I hated scene. That's that another line. reason I can enjoy it. I hated that line, though, when um, it was like your typical two liter brawl. He's like, so you came to die with your city. And he's like, no. I came to stop you. And it was just, it was just so <laughs> cheesy. It was so cheesy. You but know what, what would have been cool? If he just said, it's over, Bane. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. the classic I mean, Batman, it's over villain can you, pronoun. Can you actually help me with this? So the mask that he wore, it was pumping some sort of um, drug into him. It was a painkiller. So he, it was a painkiller. It was a painkiller. <laughs> no, um, so what the fuck was wrong with him? Because they showed him when uh, he was getting mangled by those guys in the pit. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, are we learned to suspect that his face was just ripped to shit and like he has to wear this thing now? And well, to my knowledge, the doctors who he so he got he got mauled during that brawl when he saved little baby Talia and the doctors who worked on him didn't put him back together. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he was constantly like basically he was always in pain because he his his bones and his body weren't put together properly. And so it, it just, he was, he was in a very uncomfortable place. 
And so that doctor in the movie who speaks a lot of Arabic and who's bald and shit and who eventually yeah. speaks English, he, I don't know his character's name, but he, I the guess. The one was that a, helped uh, push his back back together? No, that was the other dude. That was the guy who had the hair on his head. I don't okay. know their character names. Yeah, there was like two, there was like two doctors or whatever. And it was the older doctor who kind of just, who says at the end, he's like, make the climb without the rope. The fear will find you again. Yeah. That guy, he, he, I guess was, they, they mentioned briefly that he was like, uh, a narcotics doctor. He was, he, he was always like, he was addicted to the painkillers and shit. And uh-huh. so he, I guess made some sort of prototype mask, which you see later on in the movie where Bane just has like a, a wrap. The on hose his face. like breaks off and you hear like this. Uh, yeah. Sh- well, no, remember, remember when they show that a flashback, they show Bane with just kind of a wrap, a thing. Yeah. Over he his had face like wrapping and it's all bloody. I think that was like a prototype of his mask. Where it's like, this is something that has an unlimited supply of painkiller in it. And then the mask was like, I guess his, his final mask was just a better version of it. And I thought to myself, like, so he's not actually that strong. He is strong, but he just can't feel a lot of pain. Okay. So let's say that true. Let's say that's true. Even if you're hyped up on adrenaline, scientifically speaking, if you're hyped up on adrenaline, on PCP or some on PCP, you know what? You've heard stories of people on PCP falling and breaking their backs and running in the end. Their backs are still fucking broken. And, it would get to the point where, let's say Bane can't feel anything that he does, and you can beat him and stab him and whatever, he can't feel it. His body is eventually going to break down because it's broken. His body's broken. This fucking gas wouldn't keep his body from being broken. It would keep him from feeling pain, but it wouldn't keep his body from being broken. So it didn't make that didn't make sense. It's like, like I said, it should have just been a mask where he presses a button and he goes rage mode. Like full adrenaline berserker yeah. mode. It shouldn't have been like it's holding the pain back from his body that's broken. It's like, well, if you look at that scene where him and uh, uh, Batman were fighting at the end in daylight, mm-hmm. and you know Batman was actually kind of getting the upper hand, and he was like Bane was punching. And you see him literally punching a fucking concrete pillar to fucking shit. Yeah, he would have broken his hands. But and also, if he was hitting things that hard, why didn't he break Batman's armor or break his face? You know, he broke the mask. The it first was just fight. there to look cool. That punching the wall, the pillar, and breaking it, that was just like, ooh, look how cool it looks. Look how angry Bane is. Like, he was getting really fucking jacked up. So I'm like, this guy is obviously on something. So I'm always thinking, like, that gas that was being sprayed into his face was, like, in a way, like a PCP kind of stimulant where, like, this is, like, uh, helping my pain, but at the same time, it's making me, like, a fucking just strong, making him super stronger. Strong. But see, they all they say is that it holds his pain back. But if you think about it biologically, it wouldn't, it doesn't make sense. And also, if you really look um, at his back, he had all these scars and shit all yeah. over him. So maybe that was part of like the, the mauling. Well, and... if I were him, I'd be like, hey, you're in the League of Shadows now, and there's we have unlimited resources. Let's get you into a doctor and fix yeah. you. That's what it should have been. But um, I like how Catwoman came in at the end and just blew him with the fucking bat pod. You know, I actually hated that. You did. When I saw that at first. But in the end, I, I liked it. I was just like, you know, it makes sense because we're expecting like another showdown. But it's just like, no, it just gets blown away. It was it it was fine. Yeah. Um. No, uh, one thing about Bane real quick, um, is that, like, have you ever seen the movie Warrior with Joel, I think it's Egerton, Joel Egerton and Tom Hardy? They play play UFC brothers, UFC fighters who are brothers. It's a very, very good film. It came out, uh, a year before Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um, Tom Hardy plays a UFC fighter in that, and he looks scarier in that than he does in The Dark Knight Rises because he's like, his traps, his trap muscles are huge, and so it kind of makes him do this, you know? Yeah. And he like, he's he's a lot more, tr- he's a lot more leaner. 
um, one of the things he talked about, he's like, oh, yeah, um, when I was getting ready for Dark Knight Rises to make myself look bigger, they said don't do cardio. So he was just bulking. But if yeah. you see him in Warrior, he looks scarier. His muscles are more defined. His traps are bigger. He's doing this lean that makes him look more like a titan monster thing. I think they should have just done that. I think they should have one, – one of the things they do in movies is uh, muscle dusting. In 300, like, they drew on a lot of their six-packs, you know? <laughs> so what they should have done – Yeah, I heard about that. That's silly. Well, they, they show him shirtless. There's that one shirtless scene where he's, like, completely shirtless, and that's when you see his back. His back looks scary, but his front looks, like – It looks like shit. It just looks flabby. Yeah. And I know the actor himself had all that muscle, but he also had all that fat keeping it on. And so what it should have been was that they muscle dusted him and just drew on the muscle – to complement what's already there over all that fat, and it would have just made him look fucking beastly. Or yeah. don't make him so bulky, lean him out a little bit, and then just use cool camera angles to make him look bigger than he is. Because for, uh, another thing is he's Tom Hardy is a couple inches shorter than um, Christian Bale. Tom Hardy's yeah, 5'10". yeah. I, I saw like them side by side when they were yeah. fighting, and I'm like, well, that guy's. That's one of those things that was pissing me off about Bane was the fact that you know he's huge in the fucking comic books, and then this he's like shorter than Batman. Well, like the film effects and, and the, the magic of uh, film trickery, they hid that a lot better. They did make Bane look bigger than he, the actual actor was, but I think if they wanted to make him look scarier, he should have looked the way he did in Warrior because he you know, fucking scared the shit out of me. I gotta see that movie. film. I definitely it's have an, to see it's that It's a film. great movie. Um, how old is that movie? 2011. 2011. Uh, no, 2010. Came out in 2010. I think it came out around the time for Oscar season, so there was like a limited release, and then it came out. There was actually uh, trickery to the first teaser trailer for this movie um i noticed it it was like uh not a lot of shots they showed bane's face really quick they mm -hmm. showed um the climbing out of the fucking prison and and that that scene at the very uh the beginning the first fight they have when they're fighting on the walkway mm -hmm. and it's a shot of batman kind of backing up and you only see bane from his back oh that first behind, teaser and you just see him like Walking see, up and the he's stairs. doing that lean, that cool. That, that you don't know like how beast. big you know how big he is because he just like they were just showing him walking up and he's like huge back. That first trailer made Bane seem scarier than he was in the entire movie. Oh yeah, like I said, he was sillier. He wasn't as intimidating. You know, exactly. So so um, on a on a scale, if you had to rate, well, not a scale, but if you had to put these in order, number one being the best, what would be your number one? Fucking Dark Knight for sure. And then I mean, the Dark Knight is just because. It's not Heath Ledger. Like, okay, let's, for example, I mean, the, the you know, everything that got popular from that film was him. I know right. a lot of people that just skip all the scenes, and with him in it, they watch all those scenes, and then they're like, all right, the, most, the rest of the movie is garbage, which is stupid. Yeah, um, I, don't, I disagree that it's garbage. It's no, it's not garbage. Um, then, you know, he won an Academy Award and an Oscar for all this shit, and you're asking yourself, would he win this shit if he was alive? I mean... Some people thought that he wouldn't have, but, like, I mean, it was either that or... Robert Downey Jr. for going blackface, <laughs> but pissing everyone yeah, off. Yeah. But here's the thing, and I'll—that uh, was the first one that, that what really like made that film. Besides, you know, like the, the it's acting, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, because I knew Heath Ledger, his acting. Like I've seen him in the other films. Yeah. And when I saw him in that film with the uh, the face paint on, he was like a completely different person. Like, I didn't his, recognize him at all. His voice was different like he's got this heavy australian accent and in this movie he's like oh well i uh thank you it's just like blah 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 yeah i have a classic joker voice yeah man have i killed yeah. it's like it was just so creepy and then um that that's one of the one of the redeeming things about this whole film was the fact that the story was great it was a good battle between him and the joker and all that now the second film was batman begins um even though 
that I, that'd be your number two on the. That'd be number my number two. Okay. Is the fact that just because the film was the first the first time we got introduced to this whole entire new world with um, you know uh, Christian Bale and all that stuff, and I, I I could watch it last night and I still love it. I still love it. And it's really really funny because I bought that Blu-ray set probably like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I watched that from that set because I always watched Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight and never gave Batman Begins a chance. And then I did it again. I'm like, fuck, this is actually a good movie. So, yes, second would be that. And, of course, Dark Knight Rises would be third for a lot of the reasons we talked about. So what about you? Well, uh, I might sound like a fucking asshole hipster for this, but I've always debated what my number one would be. Because of that huge plot hole at the end of Dark Knight Rise or The Dark Knight. Yeah. That and like there's a couple other things in the movie. Like I said, the the whole the gun thing. But I, I think that Batman Begins is a perfect movie because everything makes sense. The plot holes are so minimal. Like I said, the the big plot hole is the microwave and it doesn't kill everything that it it, it would destroy everything, like I said, instead of just water. But um yeah, it's I think it's a perfect little movie and it's it's wrapped up in a nice little bow at the end and the ending's good. Um but also the Dark Knight is uh it's more a little more innovative cinematically. Obviously Heath Ledger is amazing and it's a, it's a it's a little more of an exciting movie. So I honestly I don't know what would be my number 1, but my number 3 um, obviously is Dark Knight, the Dark right, Knight Rises. Well, so you you can't really pick between Dark Knight or Batman Begins. They're both I they're both they're different too. They're slightly different movies and they're both really good. Um I mean, I want to say the Dark Knight is my favorite, but like I said, man, Batman Begins just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a perfect little movie wrapped in a nice little bow. <laughs> you put under your tree. For it doesn't Christmas. try to be too complicated, you know. Getting into the whole psych- psychology of like villains and and heroes, like the second movie does, and it's just a perfect little movie. Yeah, it's great. So, I mean, would this be considered your favorite movie trilogy of all time? Ah, uh, since Godfather Three is so bad, probably. Because <laughs> the first two Godfather movies are great, but the third one sucks. Yeah, I agree um, with you on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can well, take, I mean, the, original, you can take the original Star the, the, Wars. I was gonna say the original Star Wars. You know, everyone doesn't like uh, a Jedi. Jedi. I love Jedi. I don't know what the fuck everyone's talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I will go ahead. You probably have to think about and it for a while. say yes. because you can say Captain America. Nah, right. they, well, they don't have yeah. a trilogy yet. Well, well no, well, it's not my favorite. Tr- it is a trilogy. You're right. You're right. Um, no, I, I think, I think the Dark Knight is my favorite trilogy because, like I said, it, although I have a lot of issues with the Dark Knight Rises, I still like it. But you can. That's like something you can definitely watch every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the same thing for me. I think it's one of my favorite but trilogies. Star Wars. Ah, fuck me. I can't decide. <laughs> you got a gun uh, in your head right I don't know. now. What They're are you gonna pick? Great. Come those on. The, okay, those are the two best trilogies in the world. Okay. Are, are those down. movies. So the big question I have for you is I know you're not really liking the DCU uh, movies right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you thought Wonder Woman was good. You hated uh, Batman v Superman. You uh, hated Man of Steel. You absolutely hated Suicide Squad. I didn't absolutely hate it. I, I didn't like Jared Leto's Joker, and there was a lot of issues with it. It's not – I don't like it, but I don't think it's a shit show, although it's pretty fucking bad, and there's a lot of problems with it. Are you going to ask me on a on a scale which is best? No, no, no. Actually, what I was going to ask you, since we're we've been discussing Batman and and you know, now that we have uh, Christopher Nolan's trilogy, you know, put aside and 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 buried in uh, movie success, it's always going to be a classic. Um, for the future of Batman, are you at least excited about anything about it? Because do you think that there's any kind of promise coming up with? 
this Ben Affleck Batman movie that might be coming out directed I think by Matt Reeves. Yeah, the guy that did yeah, the we talked about that, the, yeah. the Planet of the yeah. Apes. Do you have any kind of hope for these films because you explained to me last night on the phone you told me something about WB. You talked to me about Well, um we're coming up on two hours here. We'll, we will eventually make a separate okay. podcast talking about all the DC movies and Warner Brothers as a studio. Fuck Warner Brothers. <laughs> but um, I think Warner Brothers needs um, new leadership, and I think they need to fucking seriously think about the direction they're heading in because they're really fucking up. Wonder Woman was a good movie. It, it wasn't anything more than that. It was a decent film. And I understood everything, and things made sense. There's a lot. There's a lot of problems with it, and we'll talk about that when we yeah, have a we'll DC talk about it next podcast. Time. Yeah, um, but I think that Warner Brothers seriously needs to change their game a little bit before I believe these movies are going to get good. Well, does Matt is Matt Reeves confident, or uh, does he have? Is he a competent filmmaker? Can I speak? Uh, is he a competent filmmaker? Yes. Is Warner Brothers going to let him do his thing without fucking it up? Probably not. Oh, wow. I thought they would have. I think they're going to fucking from blow Batman it. v Superman. I mean, they know that how they wanted that movie to be hit, uh, like I said, a billion dollars, and they didn't yeah. hit that. And they had so many goddamn complaints. I mean, they got what, like twenty something on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, twenty six or something. Yeah, it's really really bad yeah. for a mainstream film like that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll cover all that stuff. But uh, on a closing note, are you? Is there anything else that you wanted to say about the the, the movie? Well, I remember when Dark Knight Rises came out. An old friend of mine had not actually seen any of the Batman movies until we went to the marathon they had at the Roxy. So that being said, if you haven't seen the Dark Knight trilogy, get off your ass and go see it because it's fucking great. That's we should probably put a dis- ah fuck it. We're not putting a disclaimer in fucking description for spoilers. These movies have been out forever. If you haven't seen them, you're a fucking yeah. cunt. Yeah, I mean, if especially. <laughs> If you're just a newcomer, if you're a young and if you're like 12 listening to this and you haven't seen these movies, yeah, uh, I mean, go see them. Regardless, these movies are a, a milestone in the comic book uh, industry as far as like, I mean, a lot of people go, the best comic book film of all time is The Dark Knight. Though people will say that kind of shit because you go to Marvel, they're kind of more like sci-fi-ish, you know, and, and this movie, this You know, series, I think I have to agree with that. I think The Dark Knight probably is the best comic book film of all time. Really? As of now, Yes. Yeah, I that's think what I think as of now because it's it's not too far fetched. It's pretty fucking grounded. It's straight up like this is our okay. World. Okay, how about this? The best comic book film that stays true to its source material, in my opinion, is Watchmen because it's yeah. literally a clone of the comic. But the best movie that is from a comic book universe ever made probably is Dark Knight. Yeah. We can probably debate and go, oh, well, what about Civil War? What about uh, the first Iron Man? What about one of the X-Men movies? Eh, we can get into that. And you know, maybe one of these days we'll have an entire talk about superhero movies as a whole. And we'll talk about the first movie that started it all, which was X-Men 2000. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, overall, um, yeah, go see these movies. They're Once pretty again, fucking dope. Yeah. Um, and on that note, folks... This has been another episode of the Geek Mosh Pit Podcast. We are your hosts, Anthony. And I'm Jason. And like, comment, subscribe, share this with your friends. Um, Once again, thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll be on iTunes soon if they actually fucking authorize this shit. Yeah, we are in the process of getting on iTunes. um, But if that doesn't work, we are on SoundCloud. We are on YouTube. Check out our Facebook and Check out the Facebooks and the internets and the And the internets and the webs and and shit. (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Peace. Have a good night.